Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I am Ron Bennington, and today I'm going to be a little distracted because I'm trying to get my new iWatch to work. You got one already? Yeah, of course I got one, but I can't seem to get into the AOL chat room that I'm trying to get into right now. I know that chat room connectivity. Hold on, i got to just put POS, that's parent over shoulder. I was thinking piece of shit. No. Well, sometimes when I'm mad, I think that... Uh, you don't have a, 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 an iWatch yet? No, look. I'm my, look like look, a fucking idiot. Look at my wrists. I'm watchless. It's like you're pantsless. I couldn't live without this thing. I, 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 I want one. I mean, it looks great. It tells the time. It has lots of apps. What is the actual name for it? The iWatch. It's the iWatch. iWatch. There's nothing else. Well, what do you have? What do you use? I have a Samsung Galaxy Samsung, S5. Samsung Galaxy? I got an iWatch. What is this, 2004? What is this, 2014? Before I, today? 2000 and late. I thought Samsung was good! No. You gotta have an iWatch, dude. You, you can't, you're not even wearing yours on your fucking wrist. I wanna have one! You know, it's starting to feel like you're not a geek or a nerd. This thing can do everything for me right now, but tell time. I'm not exactly sure why that doesn't happen. You got your phone to tell the time. I feel like Dick Tracy wearing this around. So you're not a uh, tech, tech guy? No, not, not, not over, no. I mean, you made it, a huge mistake. See, I'm up on everything tech, I could tell What's you. What's your favorite thing about the iWatch? I guess like it looks like a normal... Watch, Thanks. except it has like the screen. Like the other ones, it's obviously really bulky. Right. And, like it's some giant screen, but this one. This one normal. is great because you can actually get through customs with it. Yeah. Wow, that is fucking impressive. I'm working on a thing where I just download stuff directly into my brain. Like the Matrix? No, you always go back to the Matrix. No. Giant mnemonic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that on Netflix last night. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is back. I'm trying to get my nickname as Johnny Nooms, but <laughs> can't do it right now. It's not as good uh, releasing these things without Steve Jobs, though. Steve Jobs made it seem bigger than life. I think uh, Tim Cook is, the, is like the new CEO or whatever. Cookie. Yeah. He is less than. Yeah. I don't like him at all. 
Well, what are we going to do? They couldn't keep jobs alive. I gave fucking Tim Cook one goddamn thing to do. Keep jobs alive. They should hire an actor as like the acting CEO, so they just throw him out there to just, you know, pump this thing up. Because just having the CEO out there, it's stupid. Get Tim- Aston Kutcher again. Kutch would be perfect. He had to hire like the world's biggest band to come out. And it would just used to be no jobs. That's enough. But he has to hire you too. I don't know. You two did some stuff before with jobs, even back in the day. Yeah, they had like that when the uh, iPod. iTunes first came out, and they had like, the special. You choose here to tell you something. <laughs> and then I think it was Microsoft that used the Stones' "Start Me Up." They paid more for that song than anyone else. They paid like fifteen million dollars to use it once. Gates has got it. One of the worst Stones songs. <laughs> Start me up. What? Microsoft also paid $400 million to make sure that every NFL team on the sideline is using their Microsoft tablets, but every NFL announcer just goes like, oh, you'll see him down there studying plays on the iPad. Like, it's totally... You can get fired for fucking yeah. doing that, because you can't fuck with the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Microsoft would call, like, what the hell did John Gruden just say? <laughs> yeah, I would too. Right? You, know what I mean? you, can't, you can't, down there with a fucking Gatorade and call it a Powerade. Oh, they're all drinking Powerade. What did we fucking pay this money for? You're paying the money so that these assholes call it what it's supposed to be called. But I'll just be calling plays on my watch. Damn. So, yeah, there's no more need for that stupid wristband that the quarterbacks wear. Yeah, you wear a nice wristband of a, of a fucking iPad. Does it offer holograms? Like, yeah. It, really? Yeah. Like Star Wars? When I put mine on, it actually said, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. That must make um, everyone happy. Well, sure. Simon Pegg is all excited about the new Star Wars set because he was on it. I would love to be on that set just to check it out, just to see, you know, the actual. I don't know. If you've ever been on any movie set, it doesn't seem that cool. Really? I've it looks better one. once you fucking film it. Like, normally you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. It's a lot of trailers. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of trailers. That's every time they're like, oh, there's a big TV show or movie filming outside. I just go out, there's just a bunch of wagons everywhere. I don't see any stars or lights. Let's get somebody to answer that phones. Thank you. We're all on it. We got new staff. We got new kids. Brand new interns. A whole new crew. (sighs) My favorite so far is Clocks. The guy who knocked over (laughs) the clock. (laughs) Good old Clockers. (laughs) He knocked and fucking knocked the clock down. And then Shelby went over and just stared at the clock on the floor, so I had to throw everybody out of the room. That was, I was fucking staring at Shelby, just staring at a fucking clock and just like looking, picking I can, things up. I can tell you that we uh, that our new interns are ill-trained already. I, I wasn't staring at it. I was figuring, can I fix this or do I need to call somebody? Why bring somebody down here if I could plug it back in? But it looked like something got ripped out. You just stared, and then finally, fucking Hicks went over and took it over. Said, "Get out, put it down." After we did the work we had to do, Hicks just put the fucking clock up. <laughs> just, it was ridiculously easy. I didn't think the plug could reach all the way down. Um. So what exactly? You two is also giving away a free online album. Yeah, it's their whole album that was supposed to release like earlier this year, but then I. I they, feeling, they figured out yeah. it stunk. <laughs> <laughs> so Apple will just pay us just a nice sum right now. Right, because the people willing to pay what it's worth, nothing yeah. right now. Otherwise, it would just be streamed. 
Uh, you two, you're at the point where you just should be doing best ofs. They'll you know, come up with new names for it. No, they they want Bono wants to make new music. He doesn't care. He wants to get it out there. I don't get it. Uh, John, John in North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I want to know how much money Bose spent for the uh, the headset carrier. I can see these coaches smash down a what a fifteen hundred dollar headset every time they lose. I don't blame him for that, though. I don't know how you can do the fucking game wearing a fucking headset. I would well, go. They don't talk to their own team. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the team yeah. is not the fucking team now. The coaches are the team. Yeah, just talking to coordinators, going back and forth. Look, because you don't have that, you don't have that like heart thing that you can do. I don't have shit. My wrists feel naked. Yeah. You look like an idiot, too. <laughs> what? It just came out yesterday, even though they were selling it. You look like a pioneer. Like you fucking... I like feel you like Nothing one. happened. Why don't you go over and get, pump some water into a bucket for yourself? I barely have fire. <laughs> I've only had a Utopia TV show. Have you seen it yet? I watched, I watched the uh, first episode. I've seen the first two. Can I just say this? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're being fucking fake. We're being carnied. No think? people are as crazy as them. I think they're real. I think they just they just did a very good job of finding the craziest people possible. They broke off into a fucking rogue state last night, two of them, and then named it. I, I like that. That one guy's like an old rebel from fucking... Yeah, that guy's Southern awesome. Ward. That guy's great. But he's he's got to be an actor. This thing's supposed to go on for like a year straight. In a way, will it happen? No one watched the first episode. Yeah, the, uh, the last, the last the head of Fox who put it out, like he got fired. So they're still, they're, they're still forced to go through with this thing. And they're calling it Utopia. It's just fucking... It's in the valley somewhere. Yeah, I was looking up. Like, Wait a minute. You can jump a fence and eat a cheeseburger within eight minutes. Is that in and out? I guess this is Utopia. <laughs> I was getting confused because I guess nobody knew the people's names on it, so they were just writing like what their race was, but then hashtagging it Utopia. Yeah. So I thought they were just talking about like their fantasy, like, oh, the black guy and the white guy are fighting, and they split them up. Hashtag Utopia. <laughs> so here's the thing. You don't even watch TV. You watch Twitter and try to figure out. Yeah. I do that sometimes. I didn't know he felt that way. I will only... I'm going to try to think. I'll put on... Uh, the Twitter feed during SNL so I can see people panic, you know, 10 seconds into a sketch that this blows. That just fucking cracks me up. Cancel what the fuck is this? And then here, this show hasn't been good since Belushi. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, 40th anniversary, they just announced who's going to be uh, the first host. Uh, Bill motherfucking Ghostbusters Murray. Thank God. Appropriate. Right? I mean, who else are they going to grab? Well, they could get a lot of people, but, you know, no one's ever going to complain about Bill. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to say, oh, no, Bill Murray's hosting. God, boring. He's beloved. He is beloved. Raw Dog should get something together for the 40th anniversary. It's a big deal. I feel it feels like yesterday when I was watching the 25th anniversary of. It. Uh, yeah, that's what happens, dude. It's so crazy. I remember that thinking like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Like, as, as a, I guess like a 15 or 16 year old, I'm like, "25 years? Wow! I wonder how much longer they could do this for." Now it's 40. We'll Duh. do it forever. There's no reason to ever stop it. Yeah, they know exactly how to do it, and they <laughs> never put anything up against them. You know what I mean? 
And it's a live TV show, so, you know, it's 11.30 on a Saturday night. Why wouldn't you watch it if you're not out? I do like to say Saturday Night Dead when I'm really mad at them, though, like the newspapers call them. End it. Cancel it. Stop everything. (laughs) That's not Gilda. What was Lord thinking this season? Just just cut the head off. People get overly mad about that show. And have now for almost 40 years. I'll say 37 years. People have been furious about that show. I just view it like Monday Night Football. Like, just put it on. What's the big deal? Even like in the 90s, people were getting, like the early 90s, when, which I... Dude, by 1980, they were furious. And 81, 82, there was going to be riots in the streets, you know, because of the Joe Piscopo years. Okay. They were insane. It was almost canceled then. And then in the early 90s, it was almost canceled again. You know what their big fucking problems were? What? Norm uh, McDonald, they decided it was terrible. Adam Sandler, they decided it was terrible. Adam fucking Sandler. I was watch- I remember that was like, the year- I was like, I was like, what, nine years old or something watching yeah. that. And it was like, Adam Sandler was the funniest fucking thing in the world to me. And for some reason, they were furious. The, the, uh, the heads of the- were furious. No, no shit. No, no shit. That's the fucking story of life. Now they're saying Chris Pratt is hosting the season premiere, and they're saying they don't know what happened to the Murray News. That they, they, they might come back for that big anniversary like live show they're doing that's like two hours long. Well, everyone's going to be there for that. So who switched to, to Chris Pratt that quickly? And, By the way, with Chris Pratt, I'll be watching. And then Sarah Silverman as the second episode. Sarah Silverman, nice. another person who didn't make it on the show. She was on and... They're like, she is not funny. Was she a featured player? Yeah. She was on like one season. I remember she did like one update thing. And then that Chris Farley, when he was the lunch lady and they danced around, she was like dressed up as one of the foods dancing in the background. That's all I can remember. From. By the way, Farley was another one that the suits hated and thought like, we got to get rid of this guy. He's a fucking disaster. <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. Just the, the worst decisions ever. It's very hard to organize creativity. They did that sketch where they were all like standing at the zoo in front of the bear pit, and then they're all jumping in because like the next guy had the beer money since he was dead, and it was weird that like they were all the people that they were firing that we all just listed. Those are the people jumping in to get like killed by the bears. So it was all they were sort of like fake being killed off the show. Yeah, they've done that bit a couple times. They did that with the fire back in the nineteen eighties. Um, here's our buddy Tom in Madison. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you guys? How's it going? Hey. I was going to ask you a favor, Ronnie. I kind of steered a friend towards the Interior Bank, Interior Bank to put, plug up his band on him. Couldn't find it, so I'm wondering if I could give the band a plug. They're a good band. They got a decent, well-produced video out. They're called Good Morning V. The song is called Butter Bus. And these guys are kind of pros at it. They've been doing it a while, but just haven't had that oomph, even though, you know, you know how the business has changed. Yeah, it's terrible. Good band. Good morning, V. They're a good band. Mm. So thanks, Ronnie. I really could. All right, buddy. Good morning, V. Good morning, V. Give it a listen, dudes. Really, it ain't bad. Ain't right. too bad. Thanks. thanks. Chris, you don't even have a band right now, do you? No. I mean, even Jack White's last uh, solo album, I was <coughs> mediocre on, tepid. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm you're not. off of music, basically. I feel, yeah, I feel like I have been, yeah. 
Yeah, I haven't been listening to shit. I just feel like I'm just listening to the same fucking music over and over again. I need a jolt. Did you see Hannibal Burris last night in that jumpsuit with his own face on it on Seth Meyers? No. I, I actually want you to start dressing this way. I want you to get a jumpsuit. Okay. Uh, with your own face on it, wear it wherever you go. Well, I th and just act like I didn't know Hannibal Burris was doing this. I always found uh, jumpsuits to be quite comfortable. Well, yeah, because it seems like you could paint if you needed to. <laughs> Look how crazy that was. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. That's amazing. Although this drives me a little nuts. He's wearing like a glasses in his picture, but then not now. I never. I feel like I never see him without glasses. This, mm -hmm. I'm freaked right out. There. I'm freaked out. There it is, right there. He's doing it. He's making it happen. I'm gonna have to get some fucking screen printing to get this thing in motion. For you myself. have to do that now. I mean, it, that it would. It wouldn't look that weird walking around here. No, I don't think it would at all. It, I don't. I'd have you do it, Shelby, but you just have to do a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> did you see your Arab, Arab girlfriend yesterday? I did not. So, you batching to her, just thinking about her in the other room? I batch to my own things. I'll, I'll respect her, not batch to her. What, what are your own things? Uh, pornographic materials. I've been to tranny stuff lately, actually. Like that whole Bailey J thing. That's what I've been getting into. What is it? You want a cock? No, like, a, I, th I figured, like, you know, of course, you know, people watch the, the guy and the girl, but wouldn't it be, like, even more straight if it's, like, half a girl and then a full girl? I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking like a about... Like, a girl with a dick and then a regular girl having sex. It's like you get the best of both worlds there. All right, so you like to see a transgender person making... Sweet, sweet love yeah. to a woman. Yeah. That's all you watch. See, here's the thing about Shelby. It's the whole package there. Yeah, Literally. here's about Shelby. In his heart, he wants to be Norton, but he's Fez. You know what I mean? <laughs> and his ability, first of all, his ideas are always someone else's yeah. fucking premise. So his thing is, I heard you like this, and I've, I've adopted it myself. So he's trying to be Jimmy, but it's really like a Fez thing, because he hasn't even totally committed. Um... Here's, uh, let's go over here to uh, Al in Maryland. You're on the Running Fest show. Ronnie, I yeah. can't believe uh, Hicks doesn't like this new Jack White album. Yeah, I'm not a big I fan of it. His mind is too baked from that fish nonsense, the 15-minute-long song, Sorry. Yeah, every song on it's great. Listen to Entitlement. Holy cow. Well, you know what? Maybe he hasn't really committed. You know, Pepper's the type of person, he listens to half a song while he's doing yeah. something else. Mm -mm. He's not what I would call a music guy. I listened to the whole lover, album twice. Yeah. And you hated it. I I hated it. Because if, if I, if I, I, I put it on again, like, all right, I got to give this another shot. No, I just I haven't listened to anything off the goddamn album again. I'm you like, like, you didn't like the rap song. There wasn't a rap song on it. There, there is a rap song, but it's like white guys rapping, and then it's on top of that, it's fish rapping. So it sounds, it's terrible. He's not talking about fucking fish. Try to follow the conversation. Jack He's White's about new fucking album. Jack White. Sorry, I heard you fish. fucking cul-de-sac prick. Look at you. Uh, Matt Winchester, you're on the run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ron, I heard you giving Pepper a hard time about not having a watch. Yeah. They can't fit a watch around those hooves. That's true. Kiss my ass, all right? I have... That's no way to talk to our listeners. I apologize for that, but I have have human hands and human feet. Okay, and I also enjoy listening to Fez 2.0 for the new generation. That is really you. You're Fez 2.0. All right, line up my interns for me, Chelbo. Bring them in. Oh, this it gives is... them like some kind of military music as they come in, like they're being called in. What is that when they're like called in the morning? Is that revelry? Or something? Re- revel, revel, revelry, revelry. Do they still do that? The guys have to go running out. They have to. Yeah, watch your clocks. Clocks, you stay away from that thing. Clocks, what happened to you yesterday? I don't know, man. I was more impressed that I caught the thing than I knocked it down. You're one of those guys that your parents must have... Uh, yeah, they, they loved me loved very much. You, yeah, loved you way too much because <laughs> that should have been the most humiliating moment of your life. My entire... All right, right now we're calling you... First of all, why are you putting him over there? Give him a microphone. On, on the console. Nobody wants you because you don't even fucking pay attention, cul-de-sac. <laughs> So, so far, your clocks, but introduce yourself to everybody. My name is Andrew Clocks Hershkowitz, I guess. I guess there's a flow to that. And tell, the, tell everyone what you told me you wanted your own uh, on airline name to be yesterday. Mm, Jew Boy. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, why would you want to call yourself that? Oh, no. I mean, I was trying, just trying to get you in trouble, maybe. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Over a bit. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to happen that way. All right. And now introduce yourself. My uh, name's Kelly from uh, New Jersey. Yeah. And I go to Burning Community College, and I want to be a producer. You want to be a producer of radio and television, yes. you said. Yeah. Who, who's an idol of yours? Uh, Chris. Chris Stanley, I was going to say. Is that really true? <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. I, mean, I like the way he runs it around here. It's good, so, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. Your role model is awful. <laughs> now, is it Gelman? <laughs> now, I don't always pick a breakout guy, but... This gentleman, I think, has got something happening right here. Number one, you haven't wasted your, your, your time at a big college. Where did you go to school? Uh, uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Okay. Is it in Connecticut, though? Uh, it's actually, they're all over the East Coast, but I go in Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. See, I always think it's weird that something's called Connecticut, and it's not in Connecticut. It's the New they Jersey School. started there yeah. in Connecticut. But you know what? Why don't they just call themselves a school of broadcasting? This isn't a Harvard in Indiana, and this is crazy talk. Yeah, you know, they get Starbucks that shit. <laughs> but you know, people tell you who you look like all the time, right? No, not really. You don't know oh, that you God. look like an old movie star? Um, no, I don't think so. You've never heard that you look like Peter Lorre? No, I don't even know who's Rick! That. Rick! How? Uh, how you ever hear? You ever see the movie Casablanca? No. You've got a real Peter Lorre look about you. And there he is right there. Oh, yeah, I see it. He, he oh, was absolutely. a very, very famous <laughs> uh, movie star back in the 1940s. So I got clocks. I got Peter Lorre. I don't know what to do, though, about this guy. Just call me Kel. It's easy. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's not fun. Uh, it's boring. Yeah, no. I might have to call you Jew Boy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But by the way, could you talk like this all the time? Rick! Could you please help me? Rick! Rick! That's good. That's good, Peter Lari. Acting in my future, maybe? Yeah. Um, make sure, like, well, let's get it up on Twitter. Take a picture of him. Oh, God. And why do you say, oh, God? Because, <laughs> like a side-by-side. 
What? Yeah, but we'll do it like a side by side with Peter Laurie. It's a good thing. You, yeah. He looks exactly like Peter Laurie. So what do you? No, because I don't. I don't like to have any real face to face time with my interns. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to do? Tell me what you know about Kells so far. I know Kells from New Jersey. Yeah, I know that, but <laughs> he just said it himself. What have you picked up about his personality? Oh, I, I, of these three, yeah. Kelly seems the most stable. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I'll take All that right, compliment. So I'll take who's it. your to-go guy? You think if you had to pick today? Yeah. yeah like if this was the Little League draft, <laughs> you only get to see them for a second. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they take three swings and then they throw the ball, no. and then you have to fucking draft this team. <laughs> it's really difficult. Pick number one. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly's my guy, right? Why? Now. Because the stability. Uh, at first, clocks was. Uh, I he, was, he got here first, <laughs> but after the clocks incident. Exactly. No. dropped but my stock that, that he far. Also, he did good on the phones, and they, you know. Yeah. You felt good about him. Yeah. But it's just because he knocked the clock exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. Let me also say, he knocked the clock down because as he was trying to, you know, do the loadout, he wouldn't fucking break his power bar. So yes. he's eating the power Oh, no, bar I was not holding the Snickers. Yes, you were. Yes, I was were. holding the Snickers? Yes, yes, you were eating it. No. While you were doing everything. I could have sworn I put and it then, down. No, and then you were like, oh, oh that, you boy. That's <laughs> not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, no. That can't be an on-air name. That's not a good look. Oh, now, don't you, wow. To be fair, I didn't eat all day yesterday and the snickers like that was the one thing i was having but i like, put that down you don't when you're breaking down a bunch of equipment you don't decide to have a snack <laughs> multitasking multitasking it's also the things that you don't say at work to be honest i haven't eaten that's not our fucking concerns you Care? gotta eat on your own well, time yeah. this is radio carbo load well, yeah. two boy needs some kosher food no stop so. it with that please Stop. Please stop it with that. All right, we will. This is, you know, this is a, a post-PC world. <laughs> oh, you, tell you, me about it. Do you live in a Jewish neighborhood? I do. Yeah. So why call yourself Jew boy if everybody's Jewish around you? That's what you should be called if you grew well, up in Birmingham. Well, in Brooklyn, it's like so you go three blocks and everything changes. So right. Like, so right. you're a Brooklyn guy. Yeah. So it's different around there. But my block is essentially pretty Jewish. Okay. But not like Hasidic or anything. No, right? no. Not, not only yeah. in Borough Park, um, yeah. Flatbush, Midwood, that area. Okay. Yeah. Clocks is interesting. <laughs> what's your long, you, you're a sports guy, right? You yeah. want to be in sports. I mean, I don't like to try to pigeonhole myself, but like that's like... <laughs> you got to... <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the sports guy is always sports pigeonholed. Guy. I mean, it worked for Bill Simmons, so yeah, let's do that. Yes, it worked exactly well for Bill Simmons. But yes, if you're in sports, you got to say, I, I want to go towards sports. Right, you absolutely. can't be like, I want to do sports and other things. <laughs> you want to be pigeonholed. So, yeah, I guess I do. Cal doesn't make you nervous. What about no. Peter Laurie? Peter Laurie comes in second. Because I like the way he looks, like because you like I like his look. Have you seen the picture yet? Your, your look is fucking amazing. It's really great. Thank on. you. If yeah. I didn't drop the Thank clock, you. what? Where would I be? You'd probably be called Snickers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting it up without letting me see it first? Because you see that there's not a fucking close up. That's why I don't want you to put it up without checking it with me. Mommy, take the picture. Yes, of course. Take this one down. I'm fucking. I don't know whether we're allowed to hit employees, but <laughs> smack him. So no, don't hit him. I'm not. I'm not. No. Yeah, take a nice close up of Peter Laurie, so it makes some sense. And who did? Um, <laughs> yeah, but nice. You know, like a nice picture. Like, look at the way Peter Laurie's smiling. I want to try to, you know. Yeah. And do we like have like a dicky for him to wear or something like that, like a nineteen forties look? Turn your head to the left. No, yeah. stay straight. Turn your head to the left. 
There you go. Good. <laughs> Why would you take it down when you can see the picture? Show me the Peter Lorre picture. Shelby, please. For the love of Christ. This kid could be... Seriously, if they ever do the Peter Lorre story, and they might, they could get him. You got a nice 1940s uh, TCM look about you. This is fucking Turner Classic Movie. <laughs> Shelby, did you take down your disappointing one? Yeah. Hopefully no one saw it yet. I mean, let me see. God, the resemblance is uncanny. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's just fantastic. I'm going to send this off. Yeah. I wish you... Can you black and white it? I think I can, yeah. yeah this filter's on the phone. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Kels. <laughs> you are the steady guy. You're the steady guy. Are you a Jersey guy, too? Yeah, from Hudson County. It's right next to New York. I take one bus. It's like five minutes to get here. I like that. It doesn't that. even take me five minutes to get here, and I live in New York. I don't even understand how that happens. I like that. I like being close. Yeah. My walk is longer than the bus ride here. There's something uh, there's something happening with this guy. He needs a good nickname because he's nice and steady, like you said. Oh, that's fantastic, <laughs> dude! I really do hope that they that I can talk to someone in Hollywood about doing this movie. Uh, John, John, you're on the Ronnie Fest show. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Thank you for what you do, man. You bring the magic. I try. You know what I mean? I try I, to uh, do something every day. I gotta say, uh, one of these one of these interns are gonna have to go tranny. You, you need a you need a woman, uh, a girl intern also. You know what I mean? It just keeps the mix right. I I don't get the full you know premise of Shelby's thing, but I know that the, that the word tranny is not used anymore either. No, that's like me. I, here's a weird one too, and people don't even know that this is a racial slur. And I heard it three times yesterday. Once Simon Pegg said it. Um, the second time I heard it on Utopia. And then the third time on Late Night TV. And this came from like the 1940s also. Jerry-rigged. Jerry-rigged is a German, like an anti-German thing. Well, I thought it was just mean you, you fix something. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like a sports fix, something like that. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, Jerry-rigged means Germans, they did not have enough supplies and they would do whatever they had to do at the time. But first of all, it's like a, it's a World War II term. Exactly. And I hear it three fucking times yesterday. That's bizarre. It's nuts, right? Well, I think the people we should be least concerning ourselves are the Germans in the 1940s. <laughs> And yet, you know what I mean? We have to we have to welcome them back. I mean, right. I mean honestly, yes, you were they were very wrong in the 1940s. But since then they've done a pretty good I mean, we we Absolutely. you know, we we let Penn State off the mat. When are we going to get the fucking Germans? There was much less pedophilia back then. By the way, I got a, an email by somebody who had their feelings hurt saying that we always pick on Buffalo. And I go, maybe the football team, but I'm a big fan. Of the food from Buffalo. Yeah, everyone knows. But the, the Buffalo brand. Bills are, you know, what happened to them in the yeah. 90s. How can you ever not use that for choke for the rest of your life? And they can't come back. I mean, it just isn't going to happen. They're yeah. not going to win the Super Bowl. 
They might not even keep their team there. Yeah. Uh, no, they uh, actually report came out yesterday that they're selling it to the Sabres owner, so they're keeping it. Like, callers were calling in to the, to the local radio shows, like, crying, like, bawling of, out of happiness, like they were saying. Because if they're gone, then what the hell is Buffalo? Like, what's, what's there? I mean, it's freezing. I go to the games. That's, what, that's, what, that's like, the main thing to do. Like, See, here's the thing. He's running down the city of Buffalo. Oh, come I mean, lovely division come rival, out. division rival here. I mean, were you I'd, a Jets guy? Yeah, oh, I died for four straight Super Bowl appearances, guys. So literally, <laughs> it's a, it's all good. You had nineteen seventy. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you want, Joe Namath? Yeah, Joe Namath. <laughs> he called the game. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. The Is that not enough? And he gets hammered and hits on some chicken on the sidelines. It's all you ever wanted. You have enough. Did the Peter Lari go up? It just got sent. It just got sent out. Thank you. I have better. Remember when Shelby you. put up the wrong picture? I just want to stab him in the face with his pen. You think uh, how, is Shelby the guy training you guys? Yeah. yeah. How do you think he's doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. Let's say let's give him a letter grade right now. B B minus B, B minus B, something like that. Yeah, between B plus or A minus. I give him an A. <laughs> he's doing a fantastic job. Peter Lord is a great guy, man. You know, Peter I mean, he's an easy grade. I'm thinking about taking them off the Shelby team, Shelby. And uh, put him on Team Fez and have Fez train them properly. I know Fez would love. Would that be exciting for you guys? Yeah, it'd be great. Just see that mustache all day. Love that. Is that weird? Love love that mustache. Do you? Oh, it's great. I would take all three of these boys. (laughs) I'm going to ask you a question, and you don't have to answer it. Is there a gay thing happening here? A perhaps thing? I don't have to answer, right? No, you don't have to answer (laughs) at all. But let me tell you something. Safe place. Yeah. Okay. Very accepting place here. Yeah, it's not like it's going all out over the old radio. But even waves or then, <laughs> what do we care? We stand up. Here's who we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally a gay thing. Good. That's why this is a safe thing. I, mean, I already know Peter Laurie is. I don't have to ask. With a mug like that, <laughs> he'd be he's pro- he'd be super twink. Right <laughs> oh now. God! Did the picture go up yet? Not yet. Why? Because you're sending it from that old phone. Send it for my watch. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to send it to the watch to send it back up. So you must be a big Michael Sam thing if you're, you know, gay in sports or you don't care about him one way or another. If he's good, he's good. If he's not, he's not. So you, you, you're not really even judging him. I mean, he's in a great situation now in Dallas uh-huh. because they got no pass rush. Right. And he's eventually talented enough to make it up in the 4-3 defense just on the defensive end. He's in but a shitty situation right now. He's I'm not a practice Jerry Jones, squad. Like, the reasons why he went after him. You think it was purely football? I don't think so. You think there was just hype? Definitely some PR there. Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, I'm liking clocks a lot. He might even get another name. Mm. He uh, might even get another name. Uh, he, he, like he's, like you, he's you, you, you have so one bad moment. It yes, just sticks with what, you. Yes. <laughs> it just sticks that's with you. That's how life is. I was trying to put together what... Commun- like there was some, Someone had a comedy bit like that. And it was just... In, Laurel, the in my party? Mind. I mean, that's how funny... You know, the thing is... You can't come in your first day, be eating a Snickers bar. <laughs> it was not my the first clock day. Over. I've never seen that thing. I didn't know it could be knocked over. I thought it was fucking soldered to the wall. But I love this about clocks. He doesn't give a shit. Like, please, then at least I caught it. Right when I knocked it down, I caught it with my left hand, and, yeah. and Chris is like, "I'm like, like, at least I caught it. It's like, at least you broke it." And I yeah, walk I in this morning, I see it up there. I'm like, "Oh, didn't break it." So this is a, this is an interesting thing. So Michael Sam, to you, it's not even like a gay icon thing because obviously it's it's a big story because yeah. like the first gay player, right. I'm sure like it, it's a it's absolutely a story, but 
there's obviously an aspect to it where teams are concerned about the media attention, about everything, everything right. being constantly overanalyzed to it. But he's on the Cowboys, so doesn't matter because Jerry loves that stuff. Yeah, Jerry's crazy about it. Yeah. So you so you're not even giving him the correct you you don't he doesn't get any kind of benefit for you for even picking the kid up. Um I mean, he's he was the Colts SEC defensive player of the year, so it's not like he was a bad player. Yeah. And SEC is like it's known as the best conference in, in college football and this dude just killed it. But he still got taken in the 7th round because his measurables and everything just weren't up to par. But I I I'd be shocked if he's not on the team by like week eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, so you're optimistic. I'm about optimistic it. about but it. But also, you don't live in. You know, he's not your Jackie Robinson. No. See, this is an interesting thing. So I brought that up on the air. I got uh, an email because I said I don't think gay kids care about Michael Sam. I think they care about Glee or whatever the fuck. You know, <laughs> but you know they don't. There aren't a lot of gay kids that want to play. I got a thing from a guy who played. Uh, college football in the closet who said first of all there's so many people that you don't realize are in the closet a lot of gay guys are drawn to the army uh, being a cop you know what I mean just being more masculine. A, yeah, more masculine things but it's never said so this Michael Sam thing is very very big so you know a lot of times what people were willing to say may not even be the only, you know, because a lot of those guys are like don't even see themselves as being part of the gay community, right. more or less. Exactly. They, they, they like hanging around with dudes. Is all they <laughs> like, you know. Uh, well, we just did that on Mass the other day, Chris. With Todd Glass. With Todd Glass, who, you know, uh, basically, you know, he came out after many, many years. But nothing about his lifestyle changed. It wasn't like the gay stereotype lifestyle. So maybe that's the thing that the Michael Sam thing could be a breakthrough about. But I like where you're coming from. You're straight up about it, you know? I like that. He's not flying the flag. <laughs> Wait, I'm... Are people under the impression that I'm gay right now? That's what I'm... Yes. Oh, they are. Okay. Yes. I just... Well, I wasn't 100% sure. I could, like, oh, it's here. I Idol, icon for yeah. you. I was like... I thought you said, football player. I asked you earlier if you oh. were, though. Oh, well... I thought I had a hint of sarcasm in my voice. I guess I wasn't no, sarcastic enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, I'm saying this is a safe place. Oh, okay. I was like, totally a gay thing. That's, what I thought, that's how I thought I said it. But I guess now i got to work on that. So, no, you're saying that. No, yes, yeah. to be clear. But, <laughs> to be clear. Damn. My clocks is my favorite. Yeah, no. yeah uh. clocks is great. Clocks is fucking great. Because... Even where I'm like, this is the same place for He's like, thank you. He's thank just going you. With I it. need one. I'm like, good. You're safe here. Nobody's judging you that way. And here I, why am I having a fucking cover? Of course you don't give a fuck about Michael Sam. <laughs> I I, okay. I thought just like a big sports story because all the sports media is covering it. So like, oh, you're a sports yeah. guy. I'm like, okay. You're the sports I, guy. I, I could do this. You're my sports guy. Oscar, you're on the run of Fed show. Yeah, well, uh, Clark's kind of just threw me right there because I thought he, I thought he was uh, gay. But I mean, for a gay guy, he knows a lot about sports, is what I was calling. It. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of different because I know Fezzi knows like nothing and is always just riding Michael Sam. So yeah, it's good to have a change for a, a gay guy who knows something about sports, but he's not gay now. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Here is um, here's Jason. Jason, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I was just going to say, you know, it was funny you said that he should be called Jew Boy if you were in Birmingham, because there's a guy at our pub that we call Jew Boy that drinks with us. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. The, the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, he's Methodist. 
Hey, I was going to say, you know, Michael. Then he says at the end, the crazy thing is he's a Methodist. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Colin Jubilee makes no sense. But, uh, you know, I was going to say, Michael Sam was an SEC player. We all knew he was gay, and we loved him. We thought the world of him, and uh, we're really proud of him, and we're sure he's going to do good. He, he'll end up on a team. The reason I called, I was, uh, and I didn't even, I wouldn't even want to be on the show. I was going to ask the guy, yesterday you played some bumper music at the end of the show. That just uh, was uh, was uh, really cool, and I was going to ask what it was at the end of the show. What's the bumper it, music at the end okay. of the show? It does like this. It goes. Yeah, it's like old 1970s theater, like cinema music, and then Quentin Tarantino used it in Grindhouse. Yeah, I guess in Grindhouse. Yeah. All right, that'll take me to it. Thanks so much. I don't know. I don't know why I love it so much. Yeah, it's fantastic. I I feel the same way about it. That's a funky fanfare by Keith Mansfield. Hey, thank you. Look, Shelby did something good today. Mark that off the list. We'll see you guys. Great show. Peace. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Getting to know our interns. One, very outgoing. (laughs) Two, easy, steady, Kells. Three, Total fucking charisma. <laughs> I was the charisma of a 1940s um, movie star. I've never seen something like this before. It it freaks me out. I don't know who's going to be the player of the year this year. The SEC defensive player of the year that we're picking right now. You've got it at Kells because he's so steady. Kells steady, but also Clox's craziness is now. It's, 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 Clox's oh. craziness and his his um, well, just being mistaken the and, you know was leading the gay parade first. <laughs> Wait, what? Gay? Where did Never. this come from? Um, which one do you think panic, panics under pressure the most? We haven't put him in a lot of pressurized situations yet. No, I think Clox might panic under pressure. I didn't panic yesterday when I got that clock, man. I mean, but you were knocking things over, like you were ripping things, things off the we're, wall. We're going plural now. Things. <laughs> there was something else above that that was yeah, knocked I out. I caught the other thing. I don't know what it was, but I light? caught it. Yeah, the on air light. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there it is. Oh, but that's attached to the clock. No, it's not. No, that- it's a different thing. Oh, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's not the, that's not the, the fucking. Past. The past is the past. <laughs> Except that's now my nickname, luckily so I'm going to be reminded not, about it all the time. Uh, luckily, we're not uh, working with plutonium. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's consequences, clocks. Alright, it's up now. Holy shit, those pictures are great. <laughs> those fucking pictures are great. The new intern, Peter Laurie, is here. Amazing. God damn. Dude, we gotta start and like dress you in like a 1940s style. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. It's down for anything. <laughs> you never heard that before in your life, right? Uh, not that I can remember, no. Yeah. It's well, the first people, thing I thought when I saw them. have told me I look like Tattoo from uh, Fantasy Island. No, oh, you're better looking than Tattoo. Look at Peter Laurie is like a fucking sex symbol. <laughs> Rick! Rick! <laughs> um. Let's go over to, um, here's Jay. Jay in Florida, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah. So, I was calling, hey, Clock seems like a fun guy, but Peter Lorre, I saw that Twitter pic, the, the first one and the second one, and, uh, you know, he don't think a lot like them, but at the same time, they both kind of have those those crazy eyes. He, he <laughs> well, might, it's it's charismatic. Like he might give you a high five and then stab you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they always say, look... 
Look out if anybody's eyes are four-side white. I heard that from a psychiatrist before. That that person might snap at any moment. So the thing about Peter Laurie, he's about 99% white. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all he needs is that one tilt at any time. I think Peter Laurie could kill someone and do it happily. You know, like he like he won't. He won't My kill. dream is to have with him a kill. smile on his face <laughs> to have him kill for me. That's what I'm after. It's the new intern crop. Um, here's um, Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. He does look a lot like Peter Laurie. Also, looks a lot like Squiggy to me. Well, this, he's got that little bit of squiggy hair thing, but that's all. All these references are older than him, too, so he's trying to, he's trying to keep up with it. I don't know who squiggy Laverne is. And, Laverne and Shirley was a TV show. Oh, okay. And there was a guy, you see how you have that like, one little thing? Yeah. There was a guy who had that. Uh, Dave, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, before uh, you guys using to go out and get you some food, you better ask them if they know the difference between a steak and a hamburger. Mmm, boy. Mmm, boy. That was the last big blow-up we had around here. Yeah. That was a big fallout between you and Fez that day. Yeah, yeah. Psychotic breakdown. Remember how <laughs> what you kept doing at the end of the show? Oh, yeah. I, w- I was very proud of myself for <laughs> pulling that up. Why? It's because I was really pissed at him. Do you know how many times in a row that you hit it? 100, maybe. Yeah, it was crazy. It wasn't anything to be proud of. It was here. a mental mel- meltdown. Fez. Fuck Fez. Fuck Fez. Fuck Fez. And that went on for about, I don't know, Yeah, you just kept doing it over and over. And you thought by jamming it down, you were somehow hurting him. Um, Charlie, in Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B., I know you don't like jealousy, and I know you don't like people tattling on other people, but you have a beautiful listener. We'll say her name is Riz Setire. And she loves Shelby. And, you know, she thinks she's the cutest thing in the world. And I don't know if I'm jealous because Liz doesn't have a penis and Shelby doesn't want to fuck her, or I feel bad for Riz because she doesn't have a penis and Shelby doesn't. Like, how do you deal with that moment where you like a girl and you know she, the girl just wants somebody else? Well, first of all, she's married, so neither one of you can have her. <laughs> that never stopped you, Roddy. Oh no, <laughs> there's some truth to that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that this is, I don't think this is the place that you would. Talk about such a thing. It's the radio, bro. God, Chris, you didn't know where to go, so you just went for that? We were talking like two adults there for a second. Everybody's idol is Chris right now? Radio idol? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, Chris? For you too? Yeah, sure, why not? We'll do that. <laughs> Thank you? Uh, yeah, I about that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Is that, is that where you'd like to see yourself in a couple of years? Chris's position? Behind the, behind the board? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That yeah, it'd be amazing, right? It's pretty, it's pretty cool, guys. <laughs> it is pretty cool. So far, Kels? Now it's back to Kelly, because he said, yeah, well, clock said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Kels head on over there and sit next to Chris there on the board. Kelly. Let, let him show what it looks like from over there. Sit right here, buddy. Right yeah. Here. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to see someone's idol after two days. I mean, just Kelly's just yeah, he's right smart. out there. Yeah. Kels was smart. Take How's a seat, Kelly. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> good. You got a keyboard? Feels good. No, don't feel lost. No, I'm here for you, Kelly. Right, okay? Yeah. All right, all I'm right. right here for you. All right, we're good. We're good. Teach him how to pull up a song. Okay, here. But I'm going to be talking with Hard Rock Johnny. Okay. Let him hit a couple buttons. Feel good about himself. Take your thumb off Hard Rock Johnny, please. Thumb off Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny, how are you, pal? Good. I honestly... 
I agree to Peter Lorre, but I kind of see a resemblance to Marty Feldman in the Igor character in Young Frankenstein. If you throw a hood on him with those eyes, I think you got Marty Feldman. You know, you're talking about the eyes, but the overall look... And we didn't even capture it here because Chris didn't bother combing the hair the way it should have looked. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're really trying to do it properly, you would have tried to set it up as close. He could play Peter Laurie this fucking Halloween. It's the same person. It's just, it's, he's traveled forward into time. Yes, he's traveled forward in the time, as we all are, Chris. <laughs> we're all time travelers in that way, aren't we? You just got here from this morning. Are you okay now? Everything's so different. There's apparently there's an iWatch now. Appar- apparently you were able to do it in the last four hours. Travel through time from 10 o'clock this morning till now. Well, I'm saying that the young Peter Laurie, if he jumped into a time machine and then came into 2014 and then became our intern. Now, is it Igor or Igor? Igor. Yeah. Uh, all right, Hard Rock Johnny. All right, boys. Peace. Later. Hey, could you do me a favor? Are you there, Johnny? I need him to call back. Do we have his number? I got his number. I have to have him talk to one of his employees. One of the employees got caught with his uh, thumb in the cookie jar. Really? Yeah. Thievery is not... It's not taking well with the hard rock. Isn't it? I'm not sure compared to what I see going on right now. What are you doing, Shelby? <laughs> Shelby, take. Shelby, get the get, goddamn headphones away from the mic. They're fucking blasting. And get out of Kel's place. That's, that's Kelly's, Kel's, Kelly's seat. That's Kel's spot. That's Kel's spot. Get up. Leave the chair back. That's his chair. You never know when he's going to want to jump up and get back into it. Remember, you had that fucking long distance. Peter Laurie thing today freaked everybody out. That, who did he want to call Peter Scolari? Peter Laurie. You're so fucking crazy. Because that's your real last name? Oh, so Ari, without the C. He doesn't make any fucking sense at all. It's Laurie. It's the fucking eyes, man. Oh, this show. This show something else. All right, here's Hard Rock Johnny. Um, Johnny, thanks for calling me back. Yes, please. I have a complaint about one of your employees. <laughs> and one of your employees has been using the Interbang name to get in with movie studios to go see screenings, and then nothing gets written up what? or even told. <gasps> oh, my mm. God. He just goes and sees screenings for himself. I'm trying to think of who out of the people... I don't want to give out the person's name, and this is something I want you to handle in-house. But mm-hmm. I can't go over and relax at the Hard Rock if I know their employees are later just going to go and use the website to go to screenings. Does, can I just throw out, does this employee have a song written about him? Yeah, sure. By a brother Joe? I'm just going to yes, ask that. Yes, brother Joe did write a song about that person. But I think he's written oh. about a bunch of Hard Rock people. So Yeah, no, there's like, we have like four or five of those here. Yeah. Um, is his nickname related to, like, a color? Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, because he always wears black, whatever he does. Um, this would actually be a those. good story for the interns to learn about. And it's the tale of Black Earl. Now, he used to work at, with us at NEW, and he was a guy, much like yourselves, that liked radio but didn't want to work hard at it. And 
his story is a story just not of Black Girl, but it's of ONA and Rana Fez and NEW and so many other people. Raised in New York City in a housing project way up in the hood. I dressed in dark clothing, so folks started calling me Black Girl. Oh, and they used to laugh about it, cause deep down they knew they called me that, cause I was as black as soot. I've always been a lazy man, a couch potato with a clicker in my hand. See, motivation I never had. Hid in the shadows when the boss got mad. For 20 years I never got a raise. I'm 33 and I've never been late. I look busy, but I'm not. I'm just walking around. I pick up some papers and I put them back down. One day I'm gonna stop paying my rent. Live in a refrigerator box, never get out of bed. I'm black girl, but Jan, you were lazy bum. I'll always make it through. Then one day some lame brains came and took ONA away And at the age of 33, I felt like I was carrying the weight of the whole station on my shoulders And Ronnie Fezzi knew what I was going through Every morning I'd unlock the door, lay down and asleep a little more and Then I put away the bathroom key, everybody was depending on me I eat a chicken wing with lemonade Strange to make another day Times I felt I couldn't go on Push a button, throw a switch, answer the phone Got lost in the van, I did my PSAs Ten minutes work, gonna take me all day I'm black girl, a genuine lazy bum I'll always make it through Hard times at any double I could hear Scott so say Black girl, you're a genuine lazy bum You'll always make it through Hot times in any Ken and Jeremy say Black girl, you're a genuine lazy bum That's Brother Joe. How come Black Girl hasn't done Ant's show yet? I think that would be... That would be great. Uh, we're going to break here. When we get back... Uh, there's something you wanted to talk about, and that's alternate endings. Yeah, alternate endings in films, yeah. and how I've, n- I've noticed a trend. Everyone dies in the alternate ending. we got to talk about this. I feel like you've already given away the exciting part of it. No, I'm going to go into you got to stop touching that uh, mic so much for a guy running the board. Okay. Because it's just Jiggling. It's pretty, pretty constant. Uh, we'll break right back. Oh, by the way, all the people sending in, oh, it's a sailing term. That's jury rigged. People say jury rigged from World War II. Maybe if you're a sailor, you would say jury rigged. But jury rig is a completely different phase. Uh, you need to look it up in your urban dictionary. And then Barkis said, what about paddy wagon? We get it. We understand. The Irish just have had a lot of trouble. I'm not saying they didn't. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. On Raw Dog Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Ron and Fez's Highlander Comedian Football Challenge is already 
tearing friendships apart. Dan Soder is on the hotline. He lost immediately. Ron, come yeah. on. You know me better than that. Well, look, I know, I'm not some chick. I know football. The fact that DeRosa is still in this elimination league, and I am not, shows you that there had to have been some sort of technical error, or else I would not have been eliminated. Dan Soder and Joe DeRosa will never be the same again. You don't know. how I hate DeRosa's on the phone, and I hate that he's still in this elimination challenge. Dan, I hope I win that helmet, because I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to smash it with a hammer right in front of you. There can be only one, but it definitely won't be Dan Soder. Joe, you weak little arms couldn't pick up a hammer to smash a helmet. You would need to have your probably opener smash the helmet because you don't have the muscles to pick up that hammer. You're right, Dan, and when you're opening for me, I will hand you that hammer <laughs> to smash the helmet. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. The Ron and Fez Highlander Comedian Football Challenge has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99. Bam, 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 bam. It's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We got any big plugs uh, with the plug announcer? Don't have any plug reports today. What's wrong with the plug guy? He hasn't done it in a while. I know. Seems like since Molly left, those pre-show meetings are wanting to shit her, huh? Yeah. Is he more worried about where to sit than getting stuff like that done? Creative stuff? All right, it is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You've been checking out the alternate uh, endings where? Uh, On the the iBang. Yeah, but I mean, what do you do? You watch your DVDs? The DVDs, yeah. They put out a director's cut? Yeah, ever, ever since the DVD came out and the bonus feature... We got on any on movies we love. We get the alternate endings that we had no yeah, idea. Yeah, but we don't get DVDs anymore. It's a very rare thing for someone to say, "I got a new DVD." They also get released through like online. Like, oh, here's a special bonus bonus feature. Uh-huh. Here, this is like an alternate ending for like the newer films. Yeah, but do they put it? Do they redo the whole film that way? No, they just, this is just something that's that was it was it's either the original ending that got changed. Yeah. Or it's something that they like, hey, this could have been a fun ending too. Yeah, but I got news for you. I don't like to see that because I've created my own, own movie reality, right? Yeah. And when someone goes, oh, this is almost famous with eight new minutes, I don't like it as much. I like it the way I saw it the first time. It always throws me off. And like they also, people like to like recut Tarantino films and stuff like that. And that throws me off. It's, it's the, the thing that came out first is what, you know, what I want to like the most. Well, who's recutting Tarantino films? People, people online will recut. Um, yeah, but that's YouTube stuff. That's just like a joke thing. Yeah, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the actual film, like when you sit down to watch a film. I remember that um, Francis Ford Coppola re 
did The Godfather to make it like a miniseries for TV, right? Yeah. So it kind of started in the beginning and ran all the way through. And I found I, I felt like my head was spinning. Like I don't know I don't even know how to handle this. I remember watching that. All right, is there? Uh, let's go through your uh, alternate endings. Tell me what you uh, you got and whether you like it better. Okay, Clerks. Mm-hmm. We all love Clerks. Dante was supposed to get murdered in the end by a guy robbing the Quick Stop, and then and then it was also implied that the guy was never caught. So Don, it just ends with Dante dying in the goddamn store. So the point of that, I think, is that Kevin was a young filmmaker and thought, I'm going to end this with something dramatic. And then, you know, Weinstein said, you don't need to do that. Yeah, the guys, who, it's like, the guys who were producing were like, all right, look, you don't... Yeah, but see, I don't think that that is even the ending that Kevin really wished he had once he got going, is it? Later on, he said... I just didn't know how to end a film. Yeah, I mean that's that's a, it's a, like a young person thing to do, but I also know that like when you see a student film, they like to end in some weird way, like that they kind of fucks you up, and I get it. But you know he had a he already had the comedy down. The comedy is really about drudgery, more than anything else. Yeah. All right, so that one was not a real chance that that was really going to happen. What's your next one? First Blood, the first Rambo film. Yeah. He was going to kill himself at the end until test audience were like, this is too much of a downer. I think it would have made a better ending. It would have it been. Would have, been closer to what that guy would have done. Yeah, because he was just a dude with you know PTSD or whatever. Yeah, he had these problems. <laughs> yeah. And that would have made like almost like a great film. Like, oh my God, remember First Blood? I don't think it would have made, anything could have made it a great film. I love First Blood. And if he would have did himself. It's one thing to say you love it. And yeah, it's a fun movie for you. Great film. I don't see playing into that. Uh, but this one would have probably made more sense. I can honestly tell you, I've never made it to the end of that. Really? Yeah. I just, I just find those things horrendous. I always feel embarrassed for Stallone during the Rambo stuff. All right, what else you got? In Army of Darkness, in the uh-huh. original, in the the one, well, not the the one that came out in theaters, he gets back into the present, and then you know he he's great. Ash is great in the. The original ending, which Sam Raimi, the director, wanted to put out, he screws up and ends up like sleeping into the future, and then where it's just a post-apocalyptic world where everyone's dead, and basically it showed that uh, you know he's a screw up, Ash, the character from all the Evil Dead movies. But the studio was like, we need Ash to have a good ending. We need to have him to have a, end up on top. I don't think that matters more now that to me either. You know what I mean? Like I think it would have been fine if he doesn't make it. I, I, I will like the original ending better. That he, it's just it's this it's the apocalypse. And he's a screw up because he screwed up the entire movie. That's right. why he was in the in the place in the first. Yeah, like I said, I'm not that committed to this. I know some people love it for that. It's so bad, it's good. It can't or, be factor. Yeah, I don't. I don't join in with that. I love the Army of Darkness. I know you do. You're always bringing it up to me. Oh yeah. Like remember Army of Darkness, and I was like, yeah, you said it to me a couple of times. Deadites. Little Shop of Horrors. The original off-Broadway play had Seymour and Audrey dying and the plant taking over New York City. They shot it, but then the producer, David Geffen, was like, no, this we can't do it like this, and had them reshoot the, the ending that came out. Now, this is the musical or the, the, one, the one from the 1960s? This, this is from the musical, the off-Broadway musical. Yeah, but they did this thing like, in the, oh, okay, so you'd have to go by the first film, though. I went by the Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis. Well, there was one with Jack Nicholson and all that back in the 60s. You don't even know about that one? I never saw it, no. Yeah, that's what the musical was based on. 
I don't know, with a giant puppet uh, flower. Uh, either way is not gonna not gonna get to me too much. I like the alternate ending. I, I want. I like. I'd rather have the, the the monster take over New York City. You seem like you like a downer of an ending. I'm stuck. Yeah, I feel it, it has more weight. All right, eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. If you've got one of these, Big Chris Stanley is going through his alternate endings. Who are you talking to, Paul? Yeah. What's going on with him? He says, "I don't know if I'm, I I can try. I don't know how to call." Could you call Paul up for me in the other room? Thank you. Yep. It's now, not that big a deal. Yeah. And in Pineapple Express, they released a alternate ending where they just kill off Dale and Saul. See, that's a mistake because the fucking ending that they have is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why they would do that, right? That that was hysterical. Well, I mean, what you they probably that one is a little even more improvised than one that they had in the first place. Uh, but that thing that takes place at the diner is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It just fucking slays me. And this alternate ending is just, it's just sad. It makes me, it made me feel bad when I watched it. It's like, come on. These guys deserve better than this. They don't well, they got work. better than that. They don't have to worry about it. It all works out. This is a little, just listy, huh? It's listy. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's just blow it off. Hey, uh, Austin, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, Ron? Yeah. Uh, at the end of Rocky Five, um, after he beat Tommy Gunn, he was supposed to die due to um, complications of his mental retardation, but the um, studio uh, wouldn't allow it. Yeah, because they know that they got to just keep making Rockies and it'll fuck up the early ones. Because people are like, oh, he eventually dies a retard. Um, hi, you're on the Ron Fed Show. Who's this? Jessica. What's up, Jessica? I want to know if Pepper has seen the alternate ending to True Romance. I have seen the alternate ending to True Romance. And you have? Yeah, Clarence dies. And yeah, I didn't like it at all. No, no, yeah, that's uh, Tony Scott changed it because that's that was the original Quentin Tarantino. That was was in the script that Clarence dies and Alabama just goes to Mexico with the cash, and she was just it, it's implied that she was just using him the entire time just to get up, get away from Drexel. Oh, I don't think so. I saw that thing and I didn't. I didn't think that she was using him. She still named the kid Elvis and all that. I think they did have a true romance. Just that life went on for her. I wondered if they were trying to leave it for a sequel for Alabama to have some adventure with the cash. Well, here's the thing. The the fact that he gets shot in the eye and he's somehow okay is the weird part of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think if you would have got shot in the eye, you, we don't throw you into a fucking car and drive you down to Mexico and shit works <laughs> out. Um, all right, I got to go. We got Polo 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Paul Lowe, how you doing? Your life's a movie, Paul. Your life's a movie, sir. How are you? Paul, we were just talking about alternate endings to films. Do you like it when somebody puts out a director's cut? Uh, I'm, I'm constantly listening to commentaries all the time and alternate endings and alternate takes and stuff, and I like it. Yeah, I absolutely like the alternate universes, absolutely. What would be the one for you that you like the alternate ending better than the theatrical ending? Well, the strange thing is, obviously, with Blade Runner, there was more than a, like two or three versions, and that was Ridley Scott, not Tony Scott. And, and strangely enough, I like the original version best, 
and not the director's cut. I like the narration and everything else. But this is always I agree with you. Thing. When some people say they hate the narration, I'm like, you're fucking crazy. That's the movie. Right, and I mean, you know, and you listen to the process that goes into making these movies and the amount of people who stick their noses into it and are constantly asking for changes and this, that, and the compromises that are being made. It's ridiculous all the time. So I think the director eventually gets confused as to what his vision is. Um, yeah, I think that you're probably right about that. That's probably true, that it, it gets screwed around with so much that the director forgets what, what he was doing in the first place. Hey, how's things going for you, Paul? Okay, as you know, I've been trying to see if I could get Fez to come down to the mansion before I get kicked out, uh, you know, because they're getting foreclosed. Uh, this might actually work out for me a little bit and help me out a little bit in, a, in, in my situation, but uh, it is a time-sensitive issue. If I were to get Fez to come down, it would have to be in the next couple of weeks. Now, what would you want Fez to do? I want him to just have a to, to just change of pace, total change of scenery, total change of everything. Just, do, just have a week where he just he can call in and just say what he's doing, having fun, you know, doing something different. So what's going to happen to you when they sell the mansion? I'm thinking about living in my car just to save money. All right. And what would you want Fez to do with the mansion? Were you were hoping that he would buy it? Well, I'm saying this is a very stately plantation with a number of acres in a huge, uh, huge building, and it just seems like it, it's something that befits the stature of a, of a man like Fed. Now, what, what, what's the place going for? I have no idea. I mean, right now I'm just dealing with the real estate lady strictly on the basis of it, of trying to negotiate getting me out of there. Now, you're, ju you're a squatter right now. I'm not technically a squatter. I was paying rent to... The guy who lived there died of cancer. I was renting from him. Then I started paying the daughter, who was like 19. And she's, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but she didn't know what she was doing. So naturally, it went into foreclosure. So now I'm not paying anybody because I don't have to. Now, how long since you paid any rent? Since the 24th. I mean, I didn't pay the 24th. That's when it was due. Right. So they're trying to get you out of the building and you're trying to stay. Well, it's not so much that I'm trying to stay, but I'm entitled to such and such, so I might as well get such and such. And in the meantime, I'm just saying this is a nice thing for Fez, maybe see a different scenery, a whole different uh, change of pace for him, that's all. So you're offering a free room and board for Fez if he comes down and stays in Florida for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know how he could turn that down. I don't see how he can turn it down. It's a gorgeous place. He gets to have, like, uh, you know, first rights to this place because he'll get to see it and decide if he wants it. When it, you know, because this is like one of those timeshare deal deals where they invite you in to stay for free, and then they hit you with a hard sell. Why would I want this broken down haunted mansion in a Florida swamp? It's not a swamp. You might as well call the entire state of Florida a swamp. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, well, okay, then that's fine. And if that's what you're saying, that makes sense. But this is not a swamp. It is a little bit overgrown, though. It is a little bit haunted. Fine. But still, you might get it for a song. I think you at least got to go down and check it out, Fez. It sounds like a hell of an investment for you. Get a chance to get away from some of the stress you've been feeling. 
And just enjoy yourself. What town is it in? It, should I say? Yeah. It's, it's in a lovely part of central Florida. It's a lovely old town, very, very pleasant. Uh, they, you know, just old Florida, the real old Florida. If I'll say it, it's Plant City. Oh, Plant City, that's fantastic. They yeah. always have the Strawberry Festival there. Yeah, it is. It's a gorgeous yeah. festival. You get all the country singers there. Yeah. What country singers? Uh, I wish they got Glenn Campbell, but unfortunately it's too late to get him. He's in the nursing home now. Uh, so you're saying that when country acts tour, they always stay. In, yeah. They always do a show in Plant City. What's they the always do the, the Florida Fest, the, yeah. the strawberry flat. Sure. Um, so, Fez, are you going? No, I don't want to stay in this broken-down mansion with no air conditioning, no cable TV. Well, This thing well, is well, dilapidated. Okay. All right, but I have lots of DVDs. You're going to be watching DVDs, Fez. You like movies. I think you're going to I got all kinds. By the time I get down there, it's not even going to have electricity. Well, that's always a question, but I don't think that I think uh, they'd be actually in big trouble if they did that. Then they then they really got they got problems with me because that I think that's a legal problem for them. And you're really going to live in your car, Paul? I'm just thinking, you know, obviously I've got a lot of things in the works right now. I've got a lot of money problems, but I might get a brief respite, as they say, from this whole situation. Might buy me a few months of, uh, of uh, you know. What's going to buy you a few months? Well, it's a whole, there's an involved situation in these kind of things. If I get out by a certain date, I get so much money and such and such. So they're paying you to stop squatting? Well, I'm not, I, I was paying rent and then it was foreclosed. Is that my fault? Did I do that? No I one's blaming you. How much would they pay you? <laughs> Apparently it's 3500 if I do it within two weeks. But she came back to me and said, all right, listen. I don't know what you are exactly, so I got to figure it out because I thought you were such and such, but you're not. So now I've got to uh, wait for her to call me back. Supposedly, the clock hasn't started ticking. At one point, she thought that you own the place. (laughs) She thought I was a caregiver to the guy with cancer, I think. Yeah, but you kind of (laughs) were. But I kind of wasn't. I mean, I said hello to him from time to time. Yeah. It's a big place. I didn't see him that much. All right, so beautiful mansion that Paulo lives in. The, 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 his, as they say, Massa down south died, and now Paul doesn't know where to go. Um, right. But this is a chance for Fez to come down, take over the mortgage, buy this thing for a song, and have a Florida mansion for himself. I found the average price right, in Plant City. Yeah, what is it? 120 grand. That's the way to live, babe. That's for a mansion? Yeah. Come on. Fez has to do this. You got to do it, Fez. It would cost me five times as much in repairs. This thing's a fire trap. You got a guy living well, right there. And it's a beautiful place. I've seen video of it. It's you. I'm the, uh, grass I'm is taller the than the mansion. Grass is easy to cut. Why, why can't you just go towards something and be positive about it, Fez? Just have something in your life that's working for you, you know? Right. I mean, I, I, I don't see being a houseboy in your apartment in the West Village. It's just too small. But here, I could be a real houseboy. I love the idea of that. Um, hey, here's uh, Adam in Iowa. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. Yeah. So, you guys having a catch? I am legend. Uh, and alternate ending. 
Um, well, I knew the you know the fucking actual story and how different was it. They, they, I don't know what it is. When Will Smith makes a sci-fi, he just drops everything and just keeps the title. Yeah, everything else goes out the door. Everybody dies in the real movie, but then in the book, and the, they did an alternate ending, and everybody liked that more because it actually people learn things, and there's an actual like make sense ending to the story. Like he lives, and the people, like the creatures, evolve, so they're able to like understand. But in the Hollywood version, they're like, no, just blow it all up. Curry in uh, Maryland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing today? Good. There's a guy living in the house in uh, Florida. That's Polo. Isn't, that, yeah. isn't that called trespassing? Isn't that called vagrancy? You don't own the place. You don't have. You know, you're not paying rent. Get out. I don't know what the laws are in your particular part of the world, but in this country, in the United States, there are laws. You know, you do have rights in this country. And what is your right to a place that you don't own? All right. I was a tenant in residency. I was paying rent. There were some actual issues that I was going to discuss with the owner until she ceased to be the owner. Now, here's the thing. This sits on acres of property, right? What would right. you be willing to, you know, for Fez to, to kind of become a gentleman farmer? Plant some strawberries out there and have a strawberry fucking season. Strawberries are, or any kinds of uh, indigenous plants. Oh, you're saying All a little right. herb stuff right. in the middle of strawberries. I mean, herbal farms, even mushrooms. I've got a book on mushrooms. Mushrooms are a fascinating industry. L let me tell you, a guy in my neighborhood I grew up with, they made so much. He's fucking rich from the mushroom business. Filthy rich. From like regular mushrooms. Yeah, it's healthy though. Food yeah, mushrooms. That's a very mushrooms. business mushrooms. Yeah, but you're when you're like Fez, he's gonna be the gentleman farmer. He's not gonna be out there in the fucking mushroom house climbing around in that fucking shit. It's pretty stinky in the mushroom house. Yeah, but he's I not gonna be in it, you know? He's just I understand. bankrolling it. So this way you got strawberries, you got mushrooms, and you got some herb. Fez, you'd be crazy not to dive at this deal. I, with Paulo running this thing, I'll end up in jail. Why they have is very stiff penalties be a negative in Florida. With you? Every fucking thing is a well, negative. Look at the this is all negative. Down and fucking see it. You're just sitting over there anyway. Get on a plane. Go down and see it. Fucking talk to some mushroom people. Talk to some strawberry people. A couple of fucking weed dealers. And maybe this thing is going to be a fucking cash cow. You're going to have to start dressing in white with like a big hat. You already have the mustache and then like a fan. You could just sit on the porch rocking yourself. Yeah, you have a fucking mint julep or whatever. It's, oh, it's nice. Delicious. Yeah. And it's just money coming in. Everyone loves mushrooms. Everyone loves weed. And everyone loves... Can I tell you something else? You got fucking jams that you're making out of it. Oh, wow. Mushrooms, we're going for a seal asylum, so we're fucking tripping. We're smoking herb. And then what do you say? Oh, got any more of that fucking strawberry jam? I'm starving right Hell now. yeah. Yeah. Everything comes together. I don't know why do you leap at this, Fez. This is fantastic for you. If I bought this mansion, the first thing I would do is a Vic Polo. Well, that's fine. Why are you being negative? Have have you rights. haven't talked for weeks. You haven't figured out what you want to do. Here's a chance for you to help out the fucking show. You get the mansion. We start to you know, branch off into mushrooms, strawberries, weed, and all of a sudden everybody's fucking happy around here. Look, we start distributing and it's going to make a lot of cash. We got fucking three interns. I know I'll send fucking Peter Laurie down there. Those fields. I'll, scrub your, I'll scrub your back and you'll scrub my back. 
Why are we? Bu- Let's do balls, Bolo. Why are we scrubbing back when everybody would love to have their fucking balls fucking soaked up? It just feels better, Polo. Exactly. But you don't want Polo living in a fucking car. You already. That's what I'm going to be doing. The last time you had a big week on this show, Fez. Polo was living with you. You were out at the fucking Rolling Stones show. Uh, cloisters. You were, uh, yeah, you went to the Cloisters. Gay clubs. Uh, yeah, you went to gay clubs where they actually had you speak. And since then, nothing. You've had the same shirt on for a year. Here's a chance for our fucking dream to come true. The mushroom business. Oh, yes. The strawberry game. I didn't know table. this was our dream. Dude, I'm being fucking totally serious right now. This is your chance to get up off the fucking mat, Okay. It's not how many times you've been knocked down. It's how many times you've chose to lay there and take a nap that's fucking you up. You heard Simon Pegg talk about the other day. Comfort is the enemy of fucking happiness. I realize it's going to take a lot to get this mushroom game up and moving. But let's look at how good it can be, though. But we know? got an inside guy. We got Polo. We have land. We're going to have to rent some books. Polo, sure. He why? doesn't know anything Pol- about farming. He has a book on mushrooms. He says, you're going to make me fucking lose my mind right here. Right? Polo's the fucking answer to this. He was the answer when he was up here. They went to an S&M club. I just want you to see what the life can be down here on the plantation. And, you know, the, the, the buffets that they have in this area are amazing. I, look, you're a squatter right now, all right? But the thing is, you've got a best friend who's got plenty of fucking cash. He's looking for investments. Who's that? Lo- I'm talking about a guy who needs something to start going, Fez. I'm saying this as your friend. You need a project in your life. And it hasn't been the Ron and Fez show. Why isn't it the fucking plantation? This is your chance. Why are we going to drag you into every great fucking thing? Fez should listen to Paul's music. He's got to go. Come. Yeah, exactly. Come down for a few days, but it's got to be soon. It's got to be like in the next week or two, because I have no idea if the police are coming. They can come in at any fucking second. Any second. How do I go? This is basically like the movie Rent right now, where Polo is trying to stay alive. I don't want to see Polo living in his fucking house. Oh no, I love Polo. Right? I don't want him in his car. This guy's a screenwriter, and some of your things fell through, right? It's, you know, it's constantly evolving. They fall through, then they crawl back up out of the hole, then they, then they. they fall through another hole, and then they come back again. I'm always confused about what's going on. I got four or five different things going on, and they're all in that state of constantly going through craziness, yeah. Um, I have an Oscar project by an Oscar author. I have a sitcom. I have all these things I want to do. But here's the thing. If Fez gets involved with this, if he buys the plantation, does he get first right of refusal on some of these scripts? Uh, yeah, you know what? And I'd also like Fez to be like an executive producer. Wow. <laughs> you uh, already you want based... me to buy your house. Now you want me to finance your films? What? Why is, you is there boundaries? Are there, are because it's just throwing money away. I think you should be ambitious. I don't think you should just be one thing. You could be a gentleman farmer and an executive producer. Everyone wants to be an executive producer to a film or a TV show. I would love it. 
Jesus. I'd love to be in a fucking position Fez is in right now. It's all the I'm handing the world. it to you on a on a platter like a like a houseboy. Um, Nat, Nat, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I, I, first of all, I don't want it to sound the wrong way. I love Fez. Fez is hilarious. But why is he He's the same every day? Like, nothing changes with Fez. And I, I think you're right. He needs to step out of that shell. He I needs something tall, for himself. Slightly overweight guy wearing the same bowling shirt every day. I have no idea what Fez looks like. but uh, that's Well, luckily, I, I mean, he's lost a great deal of weight thanks to the heart attacks and stress. But Fez has been lost lately. He comes in here and he doesn't talk with us. You know, he comes in and does his thing. Here's the chance to bring up something where we're constantly going, what's going on with the mushroom business? Yeah. You guys really in that many stores now, you know? <laughs> why Why is there... Why are you making strawberry jams at the same time? I How's saw, that working out? I saw you guys at Food & Wine magazine. It was amazing. And I, I think the... Grapes on the land, too. Everyone, you read that? Even there. Uh, everybody can't talk at the same time. Now, Paulo, you first. I think the mushroom uh, business is untapped. Frankly, I think it could. I could just it could explode. I think it could just blossom and go crazy. People eating mushrooms everywhere. We could be, we could corner the mushroom market. Uh, Ryan in Providence, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, how are you? Um, I live in Rhode Island here, and down here you can, up here you can actually um, you have a license to grow marijuana. I just went right to the health department. They give you a license, and you can grow up to 15 plants right in your house, and you have patients that come by, people who have license to smoke marijuana for medical reasons and whatnot. We're, well, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it down here. Florida's and also, next. Too, you get the uh, cranberry fields, cranberry bogs up here, too. So instead of growing strawberries, you can grow cranberries. All right. I mean, cran apples, it doesn't fucking matter right now. The point is Fez needs a project to get involved in. Something for him. Um, Rob. Florida, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. I think he buys the mansion, and we call it the Ron and Fez Mansion. We can have, like, a music festival there, all kinds of parties, events, and stuff. And, I mean, I think I think it's a great idea. I know it's a great idea. Project X is a fabulous thing. idea. Project X. It's a new kind of fucking girls going wild, you know? <laughs> it's but Ron for the fucking teens, okay? Oh, yeah. It's going to be the fucking 20s before we know it. We, we got, want to be set up for that. We're going to be ahead of the game. We're going to be you... like fucking Nucky. This is what he did. He fucking made his thing on a scam, took it down to Florida, popped it, ran it over. That's Fez's deal right now. I know. Fez, I'm not you need something for you. We haven't seen how this turns out with Nucky yet. Fez, instead of saying no, what if you said yes? Look, believe me, you need something for yourself. I've got a project I've been working on. It's called the Run of Fez Show. And it just keeps me so, you know, yeah. alive. You can stay involved. Now we got to find something for you. I was going to train the new interns. You were giving me right, that project. Guys. Commit to coming down. Just commit to saying yes, Fez. That's the fucking thing. Do Don't be the guy wearing the same shirt. I... Go ahead, Polo. You're fine to talk. Show for driven a whole deal. That's fucking unbelievable. Now he gets a show for us. He's sweetening the deal. Look, there's strawberry, there's mushrooms, there's weed, there's young titty parties in this mansion. It's just going to be the shit. Why don't you just go down this weekend? And there is air conditioning. I can't do it on the weekend, unfortunately, because I I am working all through the weekend. What do you do over the weekend? I I do I do like uh, uh, forty hours from Friday to to what kind of work Monday night. 
What kind of work? It's it's secret. It's uh, secret stuff. Private eye. No, seriously. The point is, is that who does this thing with old ladies down in Florida? I'm not even making that up. Jim in That's Iowa. Actually, something I'm planning on. Yeah. Jim in Iowa. Jim, we lose you, buddy. No, I'm here, man. Go ahead. This could be Fez's Tito's moment. He could even win a nice prize. Fez has never had a fucking Tito's moment. This is it for him. Now, this is the only way that Fez gets involved if we say you got to do something, right? Yeah. It's the only way he gets involved in the show. And it always starts the same way, as a no. As a big no. Not going to do it. Everything's a no. Yeah, everything's a fucking no. Fez should jump into this just just once. Just jump into it and see how it see what happens. Has anything ever been a no for me? Have you ever said no, anything you've been to me yes, man. no? You've been a yes man. You're the guy who came to us with this fucking mansion, mushroom, strawberry, land, acres. herb deal. And you know what? If I mean, if, if you're going to drive Fez around, we might as well just fucking turn that car and you're picking people up at the airport, the Plant City Airport. We're making money 24 a hours a day this now. Is too big to fail. No. <laughs> it's too perfect. It's everything has come together, right? Exactly. And Fez hasn't had an exciting thing happen to him in many years. Nothing Polo has exactly. touched has ever worked out. Why would this? Because you haven't been. Why do you do that, Fez? I am. I am your closest buddy. I slept he, with you and everything else. And he made a fucking movie. Gap. Yeah. How many movies have you point. made? None. But I When's heard the, the Louis C.K. review of his. When's the last time you've been involved in something? When Michael Sam got cut by the Rams and I had my open letter. I'm being fucking honest with you here. When's the last time you've had a project that you said, I want to get involved with this? You know, the wolf is at the door. Let's make this fucking happen. I honestly think this is what you need, Fez. I honestly Say think yes. you're in the mushroom business, and it happens to work out for Polo. He keeps the house that he's been squatting in. It's a mansion. It's beautiful. Gross truffles. It's, it's stately. I've seen some of the videos he cuts down there. Which, by the way, there is some fucking money in that. Yeah, you, you don't know it all. That's me on the porch, the huge porch, gigantic fantastic porch. porch. And it looks like it's quiet. You know. You can turn one of the rooms in the I, recording studio, get all these songs out there. I'll bring mint juleps to Fez on the porch. I don't drink. Why are you looking drink for a julep. bad fucking thing virgin julep. that there is? Yeah, you virgin julep this thing. You fucking pop a mushroom in it, and it's fucking delicious. Fez, when can you go down? Well, I would go down this weekend, but he's not available, unfortunately. We know that you're All lying. All right, if you want to come Sunday, I'll do it. I'll do it on Sunday. I can do it on a Sunday. But never, never on a Monday, because that's his day of rest. Well, then never I just, on a Monday, a Monday, a Monday, another day of rest. You know what this reminds me of? The beginning of fucking Fight Club. And you made a Fight Club moment, Fez. You're fucking stuck, dude. You've been wearing the same shirt since Christmas. You can't think your way out of it. Since October. You think you're hiding, but everybody, every fucking day, brings up Fez's hiding. They're putting out fucking YouTube videos of how little you're involved. This is your chance to get involved. You're calling me like, fuck, uh, this fucking mansion thing is more than I thought. But I'm meeting with a guy later from a mushroom company, and if this happens, you know, that's the excitement yeah. in life that you need. 
Yes, and, and all it is, the first thing you have to do is sleep with me in my double, in my king-size bed. That's all that you have to do. Nice. Here's Dave in Ohio. You're on the Run of Fez show. It only has one room? I only use one room. <laughs> Dave in Ohio. Yeah, uh... That could be like the Playboy Mansion. They'd have a grotto, and everybody just gets in the water with their clothes on. It'd be an asexual Playboy Mansion. Maybe even start an asexual magazine. You know? There's lots of room for a grotto. The fold-out, this is the guy in the same shirt every fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> this calendar sucks. You can make lists of things. Got you that list you were asking about. Paulo, you're on to something here. As usual, you have the same problem you always have. Your best fucking friend, Fez. What is wrong with you, Fez? What is wrong with you? Why are you doing this to me? I don't want to buy a condemned building. I didn't say you had to buy it. All I said is come down for a couple of days. The question was, what is wrong with you, Fez? I will come down and I will tour the mansion. I will take video of it to see what it looks like. But you need to be there. Of course I'll be there. I may leave you alone there for a while because I have to go to work Monday night. But, other, you know, other than that. Uh, here's uh, Hunter. Hunter in Maine. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? I'm just calling trying to win tickets to Ron and Fez Fest over at Swamp Mansion. Let me tell you something. Not a fool. You don't even have to win tickets. Every fucking listener is invited there anytime they want to stay. Open door policy? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, because uh, the area has, a, you know, some trailer parks already that I'm worried about. How close are you to trailer parks? Oh, about a mile. And why are you worried about them? I'm not worried about them. I'm just saying, if you, if you implement an open-door policy, that's just encouraging things. For one of Fez listeners. Well, you're the fucking open-door person yourself. <laughs> Who's gonna you know, fuck with you, Paul? Limit the problem. Who's gonna fuck I'm with you two, fucking guys? You're gonna be strapped. <laughs> yeah, protect all that weed and mushrooms. You're gonna need to launch your guns. Oh yeah, things will be. Things will be. What do you think this house, place but... is gonna go for, Paul? It's a steal, right? I have no idea. It's a lot of property. It's a big building. Yeah, but it's a lot of property at a place no one wants. No, you don't. This is a very unique property. I'm a very. I'm, I mean, if, if you want to use the parlance of the uh, real estate uh, broker, it's a, it's a unique property. It's a steal. You're not going to find anything like this anywhere. But that. I mean, why is it a steal? What's so great about it? What's great about it is, is it's in foreclosure, which already means that it's going to go through a whole process. You're in at the at the. You're in like through the back door. Right, but Nobody you're not giving us it. even a price. Can't I don't know the price. I why don't you call tomorrow and say you have a friend? He's fucking flying down. He'll, he'll All right. forget this videoing. Have the fucking broker meet Fez there. I will. And that lock this great. fucking deal down. And Fez can probably get like this for idea. fucking pennies on the dollar. Exactly. Before before the stampede. Yeah. He's just going out there with cash. If they see cash, they're going to fucking sell. Yes, of course they are. Who wouldn't want to get rid of this fucking white elephant? This is yeah, it's a, it's a FEMA thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a FEMA thing. It's a Fannie Mae thing. Yeah, it's a fucking so Fannie Mae. So you know Fannie the government Mae. doesn't want to have so anything. Yeah. Uh, Chuck. Fez. What? Do it. 
Just do it, Fez. For once in your life, just fucking make this purchase. Sight unseen. Just fucking just throw the down payment at them, and then we'll figure out where to go from that. If I not, haven't even seen it. What do you need to see it for? There's You've a, already heard about it. It's fucking There's great. a video. Watch it. You can look at it on the what? Uh, you, you're the one telling it was dilapidated and shitty and all, and now you're saying you haven't seen it. He's told me about all the problems with it. I didn't tell you there were no problems. You know, this was a, a problem with the owner, but she's done. Here's Chuck in Boston. Yeah, why don't you just start a Kickstarter for this? I'm sure a lot of the fans would uh, back it. Kickstarter this shit, you know? First, get the fucking down payment now before someone else swoops in there. Oh, yeah, you got to get in before that. Before Kicks- Hulk Hogan finds out about it and fucking comes swinging over, buys himself another mansion. All the fix-ups don't matter once we get all these crops going and the money will be flowing. It's going to pay for itself. Yeah. Every fucking square yeah. inch of that place is going to be growing mushrooms, <laughs> weed, and strawberries. And how much are <laughs> seeds? We buy some seeds, we throw them on the fucking ground? Rain takes care of the rest. You should see the avocado tree. It just oh, it I love throws avocado. avocados oh, at you constantly. Yeah. Get some guac going on all the time. <laughs> all right, people are complaining about your mouth breathing, Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. He's excited. I'm, I'm walking around. Get get Fez a price and let's lock this in tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Fez, you have committed to coming down for at least a couple of days. A couple yeah. of weeks. To get a this couple of fucking paint it. Um, get in, I want to see a hardwood floor. Fez's favorite show is Daryl Hall's house, where he's constantly redoing stuff. Fez watched every episode of that. So he knows what it's like to take a beautiful old mansion and bring it up to code. Come it truly is beautiful. Yeah. This seems like the perfect situation for everybody, you know? And then, Fez, you say you hate living alone. You got Paul O now. Right, right. And there are many rooms in the house, but I have an air conditioner in my room. Good. You don't have the central air. You, you know don't what want I mean? that. That's they, such a they did, but the crazy daughter, she took out the thermostat. Well, she's a lunatic, Polo. I'm glad the fucking state had to step in yeah. and take that place from her. She's getting what she deserves. She's crazy. She's ruining your life, dude. Yeah. No AC is he not was. a selling point. He has AC. He's just not central. It's good. It's better for the electricity bill. It's true, and it's better for the place. You know, so you get to sweat in the hallways. Yeah. You get to appreciate the AC more. <laughs> Open up Paul's the windows. Room. There's you have no idea. You walk into the rooms from that hallway, it's like yeah. you're in another world. It's fucking gorgeous in there. It looks like the warehouse from Reservoir Dogs. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> oh. it's nice and roomy. You know? <laughs> but Fez, what else do you got going for you right now? What else are you doing? Saving my money other than throwing it away on these things. I mean, with you need life, a place to live. Your life has to have projects for you to be involved in. And this you is don't want to be business. on the other side of the glass for the rest of your life. Get in the fucking room. Make some things happen. You're on the phone. This could be big, big business. Yeah. You're fucking screaming at the exterminator. This place is running with fucking silverfish. Oh. I can't oh. live like this. You know what I mean? You're involved in something. I'm sure there's a possum nest in there. Fezzy. You're the possum nest of this show right now, all right? You're the fucking thing. You need to show that you can pull out of this and do something. Big project that you turn around. 
And Fez, you could ru- you could scratch my back, and I could scratch yours. Beating you know, a whole family of possums to death with a club would make for a great story, too. The, uh, it is the thing. We all love crazy stories. We all love crazy stories. Nothing's crazy. This is your this. chance. This is your fucking Green Acres moment. Uh, Green Acres. Clint, you're on the Run of Fez show. Pigs and mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, I even got a pig pen in the back. Perfect. I fucking love bacon. Mm. Turn this thing into a fucking bacon ranch. Exactly. No, the the beauty of this a pig is... Pe- a pig pen in the back. Right now, it's just Fez's dream. You know what I mean? It's just the thing that Fez wants to do more than anything else. And other people are going to start and believe in that dream, you know? Yeah. And then it's all going to come together. It's Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. In this case... And we could get chickens? Yeah. In this case, if you blow Paul, he will come. (laughs) It's that fucking simple. Uh, Joe and Yonkers, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes, part holder four nine four nine six nine. Old school. I know I can trust this guy. I know we can trust them. What's up, brother? Hey, um, this is a great opportunity to Fez to kind of come full circle. Although Paul does scare me a little bit, like I'm getting these visions of like uh, a scene from Pulp Fiction with Fezzy coming out of a steamer case with uh, a gag ball and uh, act like the gimp. But he can go full circle. And start his first and only K-corn plantation in the United States. Joe, you're the... Uh, for Sir. Listening as long as you were, you just gave us the dullest call Sir, ever. Sir, you, you, you should know that Fez and I have spent time in a small West Village apartment a week or more, and nothing happened like that. Why would that happen here in this spacious mansion? They had a make-out session on that couch I'm looking at right now. Jerry Bark is worst fucking day. Yeah. Jerry Bark is his own personal 9-11. What about Bagan and the Irish? It's got to be soon, Fez, because I could literally get a knock on the door any day. Who knows? You wouldn't have to worry so about... That's not my understanding. Here's Mike in State my understanding, College. But that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. Got a name for the estate down in Florida. Call it Fezotopia. Holy shit. You gotta do it. All you gotta do is set up some things and start selling, you know, subscriptions to watch these two guys live in a house. You know, easy. And we can have a contest on names for the place. Just get like five GoPro cameras, get some server space, and bam, you got a website. Done. And you guys just. Right, right. I don't know. Blowing each other. Girls gone wild, boys gone wild, pigs gone wild, whatever you want. It's fucking wild. Growing weed. Right, he's falling off into nothingness now. He's not even answering us back. So, Fed, awesome. are you coming down this Sunday or Monday or Tuesday? What do you want to do? Well, I would have to be back here Monday, so... Why? No, you don't have to be back. You need to... This is a business. This is part of the show. You're going to be doing call-ins. It's going to be very important. You know, I mean, you can come Sunday. not to do any call-ins. Sunday. It won't make a difference right now. When he comes back with the deed to that mansion, that's when it starts to make a difference. Yeah, and the farming equipment. Why do you need equipment? Like you a, plant that fucking stuff with just a fucking pointy stick. Oh, okay. 
Wow, it's even easier than I thought. Oh, so it's so fucking easy. This is why did you definitely have to do this? I thought maybe you need like a backhoe no, or something. No, you're planning know. money basically. Oh, you're planning money. Perfect. It's the best. Soil it, and I already make. got an avocado tree. Yeah, you've mentioned that. How many fucking times are you going to bring up the avocado tree? <laughs> See, we get it. You know the dirt. What are we going to get? Eight avocados? I don't know what there? to do with all the avocados. There are like hundreds of them. It's a premium topping. Look, I, I love guacamole as much as anybody, and it is football season. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I had a name for uh, Fez's Plantation. Yeah. Candyland. Nice. All right. Sure, hold Stay it. with the Tarantino thing that comes up constantly now. Mike in Ontario. Hey, Ryan, is Paul over there? Yes, sir. Now, Paul, do us all a favor. Sit the fuck down, put your feet up, and catch your breath, okay, Paul? You just mouth-breathing like sorry, there's no... I'm I'm pasting. I'm in the... Don't I'm fucking the, pace. The you sound like a fucking Cujo has called us. All right, I'll find a bench, all right? Will that make everybody happy? Yes. Just chill out, Paul. Okay. This is a good day. Facebook right, by your mansion. All right. I'm swinging my arms around. That's probably... i got to stop doing that. Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Uh, yeah, that guy just kind of stole my thunder. I was going to tell Fez, it sounded like Paulo had all the amenities down there. So, uh, Fez can run on the damn treadmill that Paulo's on right now. Mouth breathing. Fuck. <laughs> Shannon and, in Ohio. And I'm a member of the YMCA, nice. which okay. uh, I will get Fez into Good. Uh, on a regular basis if he wants to. Well, that's if he's got the extra eight bucks a month. Shannon in Ohio. Yeah, I was just calling about that uh, situation down there outside of Plant City. You know, every year when the weather gets cold enough down there in Florida, they have to freeze the crops to save the fruit. When they drain the water off from underneath the city of Plant City, uh, Tampa, Florida, and whatnot, sinkholes open up and entire neighborhoods get swallowed. So anyone who would buy property in that area is a complete moron. All right, listen, we've had sinkhole problems in the past. So what? But, but not on your property, right? You're trying to get me to buy a sinkhole. All right, write to no. us at Ronafez at SXM if you think this would be a good thing for Fez to do. At Ron and Fez SXM. Here's what Rorschach just wrote. Why the fuck does Fez need to be back? LOL. That's the funniest thing he said in weeks. Do it, Fez. We won't or we will miss you. Damn, who am I kidding? Please go. Paulo sounds like he's gonna drop from a heart attack or cry. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is the greatest thing I've heard in a long time. It's just it's good business. Possibilities, limitless. The horizon. There are no limits. It's, it's, it's the sky is the limit. And that's fucking high, dude. I mean, if you think about how high the sky is, and that's our there. opportunity with this. <laughs> planes. <laughs> that's are... fucking amazing. The I sky. had no idea it was that high. I thought maybe was... four floors. You don't even know how high the sky feet. is. It's but now that crazy. I find out that the sky's the limit, <laughs> fuck, build up. Fez, did you hear that? This gives you a chance, Fezzy. Okay? You're getting a chance now. A chance for what? Success. You this fucking dump? haven't heard all this shit? Come on over here. Come on over. I want you to come into the big room today. Listen, just, just hold you on, Paula. Paula, let me see if I can't close him, okay? 
Let me see if I can't close them. Look, look, let's bring that slow walking motherfucker over here. God, he walks slow. As other slow walker. <laughs> I know. Leaves. Can't stand him either one of them. Fezzi, stop being quiet and get in here. This is your opportunity, okay? You brought up possums, right? Yes. You've been playing possum on this show for years. This is your chance to go from being a fucking possum to a mountain lion. Will you buy this house? No, I am not buying this house. You're going to come and stay. Now, listen, the, the, the opportunities are sky high. And you hear how that, fucking high that is? Sky high. And this is prime property between Tampa and Orlando. It, who knows? You can make this the new Disney World. Stop writing fucking notes, Fez, and be a fucking on-air personality, okay? An on-air personality. This is your chance to fucking turn yourself into something here. You don't have to be the guy in the other room. You're the mushroom fucking king. You're the strawberry czar. You're the weed informant. Throws the best parties in goddamn Planet City's ever seen at this oh, crazy that's mansion. That's be hard to do. We can, we can raise <laughs> Get off the highway, Fez Watley. Plant City's calling you. We could get veal animals. This is your Green Acres moment. You can do it. And that place was a disaster. Until the end, he had yes, a fucking hit show. Is this something you say you don't want to do, Possum? I do not. Well, I will go tour this house and no, give it a I look. Don't, I don't want this to turn into a nothing. I want this to turn into a something. I want you to go down there and turn this fucking thing into an empire. And send us letters. Not emails, letters. You love Florida. Scented letters. Lavender. We can even grow lavender. It'd be, it'd be strawberry or mushroom scented. I can't oh. imagine the scent in that house, though. What's going to end up on that paper? That's why you turn it around, Fez. That's why you turn it into something, okay? Exactly. It doesn't have to be what's there. It's what you build your dreams into. That's the fucking opportunity you have here. And I don't know how many times opportunity has to knock for you, Fez. Or should I call you possum? You know how many square feet there are in this house? Probably 4,000. Holy shit. What? Derek Jeter should be living in a fucking house that big. Derek Jeter lives in the fucking mother-in-law apartment next door. <laughs> he got four thousand fucking shed in feet. The this is too good to be true. Yeah, but it is true, which makes that's the best part. <laughs> you got it together, it, it'll Fez. Be, you will fall in love, Fez. Listen at the listen at that air, Fez. It's telling you something, right? It's saying stop rubbing <laughs> your leg, stop fucking possuming, and fucking turn right. around, become the mushroom king, the strawberries hey, are the down. marijuana informant. You're informing on the other fucking dealers. Oh. You're working with the FBI against the FBI. He's fucking Whitey Bulger of Florida. Yes, of marijuana and strawberries. And that's right. And and we're getting rid of Rick Scott any time now. And once we bring in Charlie Chris, pot, pot heaven in Florida. Trust me. Oh, God. I love the idea of that, Fez. That's perfect for our business. People fucking smoke pot. What do they want to do? Eat some mushrooms. Eat some strawberry jam. Hell yeah. It's delicious. You'll be the, the fucking mansion. 
Get off the fucking practice squad, Fezzi, and into the game. Okay? Off the practice squad and get into the game. All right. I got a break here. We got a guest. That means you're taking the last hour off. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Fezzi? I mean, Paulo, if you're the fucking... If you're the guy going to be, you know, driving him around town and stuff. Guys, we will talk a, we'll talk a storm between us. Call the him tonight. In the, in the buffet. Eight o'clock tonight? Eight o'clock is fine. Yeah, because it's not now, right? It's not now, so go ahead and take it. We all see through it, Fez. We all know. All right. We got a break here. We'll be back with Nikki Glazer. Put that sign up, Fez, so everyone can see it. Hold it up. What's it say? Nikki is here. Mm. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez show. Nikki Glazer has just come in, and I just dumped all my problems on her immediately. You really did? Yeah. It's too much for me. There's some people it looks like you can open up to. They just have that feeling. You're one of those people. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I am one of those people. Dump are, it on me. Are you... Can you keep a secret? Yeah. Good. I'm the same way. I really can. I'm... Uh, yeah. I've got... For a couple people. You know, some people are like, eh. They're like, don't tell anyone, but they know that... You're going to tell people. Right. But it's, I pride myself on like having secrets. I have secrets that go back decades. Wow. I could have people arrested. Yeah. I could, have pe- I could break up marriages and none of it. Maybe I don't even have the personality to gossip. Maybe that's a big problem for me. Like I don't even care enough about the outside world to have the, the hallway chitter chatter. Right. I don't do well with that. I love gossip though. And so, but I, I, there are certain people that I'm just, uh, I'm a good friend. Do you like celebrity gossip? I do. I love it. It's like my hobby. It's my only hobby, I think. Who's the one person that you find yourself interested in like that? Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Why does everyone love her? It started early for me, like 96. I was in sixth grade and I just loved her. I just fell in love with her. I just related to her. I just saw friends and I just became obsessed with her. And since then, I've just modeled my life like, what would she do? What would Jennifer Aniston do? Yeah. And you know what? Lately, her choice in men is, I mean, John Mayer is... Right. It's not good over and over. And um, I feel like for a while I was doing the same thing. But now I've kind of distanced myself. I'm like, you do your thing, girl. I'll do my thing. You're no longer going to date John Mayer? You're For a while, that. that was my goal in life, and then I met him. I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. I walked down the streets in New York, and I'm willing to say for 12 years, you can't go past a newsstand without Jennifer Aniston's picture being on the newsstand. Yep. And I always think to myself, haven't they run out of things to talk about with her? You but- would think, but her, she is always... In between a guy, or there's always rumors about her breaking up with a guy. She's yeah. is she going to get pregnant? She's just so and she's so beautiful. Every girl just thinks she's the most beautiful woman. Guys are on the fence a lot of times. I'm not on the fence. I'm on the beautiful side. Yeah, she's I don't even I don't even think this is a debatable fact. Yeah. Okay. Good. You know what I mean? Like that. Like she's beautiful in the way some people are tall. You know what I mean? Like right. You, you don't. You can measure it, and. 
and that's gone on for you know twenty some years that she's been <sighs> yeah. a sex symbol. But uh, who's she with now? She's with the guy Justin from Leftovers. Thoreau. Justin Theroux. I yeah. like him. Oh, I love him. He's a terrific actor. He's a very funny guy. But then I see him on the Leftovers and I forget that he's even funny. He wrote a uh, Tropic. What's the movie Thunder? with? Yeah, Tropic Thunder. I didn't even know that. He wrote that. I know. He's he's he can do it all. I, I thought that was a Ben Stiller. Um, I think they wrote, co-wrote it. But yeah, I, I'm just so impressed with her choice and 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 him. So now you, you feel like she's turned it around. Yeah, but you know I, they've been engaged a really long time. Yeah. Who knows if it's gonna happen? I I mean I realize the other day my boyfriend like looks a lot like him, that that's Justin Thoreau guy. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, he did that on purpose. I think I might have. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember, Chris, you got mad at Justin Throw because he said he invented selling cheap beer yeah, and to hipsters. Shit. He said that he invented what? selling Paps Blue Ribbon like he, yeah, he was in the, the guy. village. Yeah. He was the guy who thought of that first. Oh, I take it back. <laughs> the way he dresses, too, is a problem. Why? Too much, just too much jewelry and leather yeah. and accoutrement. Well, I just, it's, um, it's a Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. He tries to pull yes. off for himself. All the accessories. Yeah. And he seems like he does yoga. Oh, he definitely does. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they do yoga together. All right, I'm going to start getting into the celebrity gossip now. <laughs> I, I think, think you're that, in. Might, that might be my new thing. It's so pointless. It's stupid. Yeah. But I, I had to stop myself for a while. I had to take, like, gossip sites i had to like avoid them for a while because they were making me hate myself really i've always been obsessed with with the gossip magazines and models and comparing myself to them and it's just it causes me nothing but bad self-esteem but see here's the thing i see models all the time from being in new york they're kind of freaks of nature they're they're Certainly. very tall mm-hmm. they're very thin and when they were in high school no one even they weren't the popular girls and no one wanted to date them yeah i still yeah i don't know what it is i'm not so much into those kind of models but like you know the victoria's secret models okay. where you're like yeah, oh now, now i agree with you now yeah i agree with the swimsuit just model. makes me sick like it yeah. just the world is just seems unfair and it gets me angry and then i i just I spend too much time just like looking at them and then hating myself about it's just a sick sick uh obsession i have what do, do men do sports the same way do you think i'm mean, like when a man That's... watches a football game or they or a basketball game are they thinking about men like oh i don't think they're hating themselves yeah. about it i don't th- i think they love it we like hate watch all this stuff but men it's here's see the thing is men have too much self-esteem they really women do. don't have enough it, absolutely uh i uh have a new intern named clocks and we call him that because he knocked over the clock he knocked over this yeah his first day here <laughs> while he was eating a snickers bar but then when we brought it up to him he said yeah but then i caught it i really you know <laughs> saved the day this would have destroyed you it would have destroyed most women oh yeah first day at work but he's acting like saying to his new bosses this is no big deal this is <laughs> yeah. great and that's what men I would have do. cried, yeah, and run out of the room and been like, "Oh, I'm going to get fired and hid in the closet." And I, I, I think this must come from childhood. You oh, know? definitely. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, the level of insecurity and self-loathing that I have is right. just so endless, so deep. Now, do you, did you think? Do you have brothers? No, See, just a younger sister. Let me tell you, I have two sisters. Mm-hmm. 
and I have a brother. And my two sisters live as close as they can to my parents and always have. Me and my brother have always been on the other side of the country. Oh. And my parents are way more interested, me and my brother, than the two sisters who have done nothing but give and give and give. And then they will, you know, they'll do all these things and then they'll say... The the boys are the best. The boys because you guys are playing hard to get. Yeah, that's the thing. It really is the thing. It works in every aspect of life: career, relationships, parents. Just don't like them too much, and they'll like you more. Oh my god, I hadn't heard from. I just stopped calling my mom because I felt like every time I called her, she was just always busy and trying to get me (laughs) off the phone. So I just go. I'm just going to see how long it takes for her to reach out. And she left me this message yesterday that was like, "I love you," and I'm thinking about like I've never heard anything like it. It was like a different person. She was. She wanted it. She was D T T down to talk. (laughs) <laughs> That's because you're too needy, and then when you're not, then you get what you want. Yep. Yeah. This is why. This is why they say don't play games, but you have to play you games. You have to. Yeah. I've. I mean, I. I'm in a relationship. I've been in one for a year, and I still like remind myself just when you want to hang out with them, just try not to that night. Just cancel plans out of nowhere, just to establish dominance. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what and you to really trap want, him, though? you want, you like him. <laughs> I don't want, want to, I don't want dominance, but I want him to. I, I think it's I think it's important that a guy needs to like pursue constantly, be kind of this hunting. This is interesting. It is kind of true. And you need to even yeah. when he knows he has you, you have to right. keep it a little bit uh, like I don't know what she's doing tonight. She was really like kind of vague about her plans, and I'm, I'm not doing anything sneaky, but he doesn't know that. And it's just nice to keep him a little uh, on edge. And this way, we never have to be honest with each other, and we can <laughs> yeah. be abusive and alcoholic and drug addicted because we have no connection to our feelings exactly yes <laughs> oh my god it's yeah that's really probably not healthy for me no, to do but if you win the social game you <sighs> lose the personal game that's what life is set yeah. up for us you know you're what you're doing is right but the results down the road you know are going to harm you probably i've yeah that's probably true I, I I should be more honest with I, I think it's being more honest with myself. Like I I feel like I'm I I don't really even know how I feel about a lot of stuff. I it's just like true. you know we're not honest with ourselves. No, we're not. Yeah, I, I've realized that I'm not honest with myself, and I and oft I do things I don't want to do all the time, and um, it's really it's been a lesson for me. I'm in like a lot of therapy, and I'm learning how to like say no and like realize when I don't want to do something to like not do it. It's really hard for me to do. What kind of therapy are you doing? I'm just talk and then group. Yeah. Yeah. I did therapy for a while and I'm not even making this up. I never talked about this on on the air before. My therapist became obsessed with me. Really? And it got weird. Wow. Yeah. It got weird. So how did so you just stopped? No, going? I started playing the kind of games that you're talking about. Oh like my God. I don't know whether I can make it or not. Yeah, you know, and I just started to it got to my head, but it got very it crossed all the the lines that's not supposed to cross. I hear that a lot. But I I, I don't do group therapy, but I love a, you know a program meeting. I love to go to a meeting and hear everybody's you know. I've worst been to things. those. Yeah, and um, like I've tried Al Anon, and for me. 
I don't even know the rules if I shouldn't even talk about going to a meeting. I can talk about going to a meeting. You need to say a meeting. You probably shouldn't have said Alan on. Shit. <laughs> but by the way, those are the meetings I couldn't even identify with. Oh. Yeah, because those are the people who are already nice. I'm going with the people who have done horrible, terrible things. Right. And then tell you about it. Your people are the, you know, he does horrible, terrible things, but I'm here for him. Yes. That's something I can't even slightly. Yeah. Identify with. Like, if I was in a relationship with an alcoholic, I would just say, stop, you idiot. I'll knock you out. I would say all the wrong, you know. No, those, that's right. That, that would probably be, would be right. We're enabling. Yes. We're, we're just trying to make everything okay because yeah. we grew up in chaos. <laughs> yeah. And for me, going to a meeting, it wasn't as good for me as group because these people would share their stories and I'd be like... I want someone to help them and offer them advice, right. but you just then you just move on to the next person. I'm like, well, we're not done with her. She's a mess. Say that's you enabling instead of believing she can take care of herself. But she can't. She's yeah. been going for 30 no, years. You're right. She can't. She's still living with a drunk. <laughs> She's, yeah. I mean, I just felt like it feels like a, a gathering of people who aren't... Uh, getting better it just feels like they're kind of just like enjoying being in the misery of it because people are used to their suffering so they yeah. embrace it they it, love it it feels normal mm -hmm. and then they love to feel like a victim because it's not their fault they didn't mean you know their mom didn't like them whatever the fuck oh man when i learned in therapy that my parents were to blame for all my shitty behavior it was right. so, such a freeing feeling i mean it was definitely trauma but it was also nice to be like, oh, there's an excuse. Like, it's because my parents, it's always yeah. your parents. I don't know how people just don't date enablers, though. They seem like the, seems like the perfect person to be with. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I'm not drawn to enablers, though. I'm drawn to dysfunction. Sure. Yeah. Because you're already an enabler. It's so weird. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm learning how to, like, not worry that everyone else is okay and to just care about myself. But... Yeah, it's it's so easy to treat myself terribly and care about other people. I don't know what that's about. My therapist goes today, she goes, who's looking out for you? <laughs> if it's not you, then who is? And I was like, that's a good question. But I still don't, I still don't look out for me. What does this Justin Thoreau look alike? Try to look out for you a little bit. He does. Bit. Yeah. I actually picked a good one. My he's therapy's working, working out. Yeah. yeah. He's like proof that I've made great changes. Now, is he in show business too? Or? He is. He, yeah. he, uh, I had a TV show on MTV and I met him. He was a producer on it. Okay. So that works out for everybody. Yeah. 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 It's good. Chris, do the plug thing so we can get back into this because we are making strides. We're finding out why good women like bad men. Nikki, yeah. <laughs> Nikki will be performing at the Venetian in Las Vegas with Sarah Schaefer as part of Lipstick. Lipstick Comedy on Saturday, September 27th at 8 p.m. Go to Venetian.com for tickets and more information. And Nikki will also be at the Oriental Theater in Denver on Wednesday, October 1st at 8 p.m. Go to TheOrientalTheater.com for tickets. And Nikki will be at Arlington Draft House. In Arlington, Virginia, October 3rd through 5th. Great place. That's yeah. a lot of fun there, yeah. So fun. You are, this is the weird thing, though, for a comic who are normally the most self-centered people mm -hmm. on the planet, you come at it from a different angle. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I definitely have some of that in me. There's something that's possessed me to go on stage and be like, listen to me, right. you know, but I, I think it's, you know, I didn't get enough attention as a kid or something like that. But, um, I also, 
it's it's weird. I don't know how I do it because I really don't like myself most of the time. I'm not sure if anyone does like themselves. They just put up with themselves. Yeah, I don't think I even do that. I get like angry. You I'm, I'm much you, better at it, but you just wish you were Jennifer Aniston. That would be the perfect. Honestly, feel. I know yeah. that sounds like crazy, but yes, I do. I'm just like I just wish. Yeah, I wish I was someone else. Sometimes it's bad. And it's not. Yeah, I'm getting better. I'm. This is. A, I'm a work in progress, but I'm definitely putting the work in. It's. I'm gonna get there. Seven yeah. years. Is it tough when you're on the road to be away from the therapy? Yes. Uh, I feel like I'm all right, and then I get back, and I'm like, oh, God, I needed this. Yeah, I yeah. I only have been going for two years, and I went for a while, like in early college, and then took many years off, but I just got back into it because I, I hit kind of a bottom, mm-hmm. and um, it she's like really mean to me a lot of times, and like really does not handle me with kid gloves. Like uh, I've run out of her office crying a lot. She's just done the thing of like, you're not a looker. Stop trying. She was like, you're a comedian. You're not a model. And I was like, this is really hurtful what you're saying. She was like, I'm the only one saying it to you. Your parents have lied to you. You're not beautiful. You're good. You're good looking enough, but you're not a model. And I was like, I hate this and like ran out crying. And then I was like, wait, I'm not. And she goes, and thank God you're not. No one pays attention to what you have to say when you're a model. And then when you age out of it, you don't know who you are. She was like, think, you should be grateful you're not a model. And then I was like, okay, I am. And it kind of like changed the way I've looked at things a little bit. This lets me know that I'm a bad person because I find this oddly sexy. I think I would rather watch (laughs) this take place than watch porn. Yeah? Yeah. Just a woman (laughs) yelling at another woman while she cries. Yes. Yeah. There is something very... um, there's something about it that is I we had a connection today actually that we she was like you're more connected to me than you are your mother and I was like mm. she goes you're more attached to me your mother that's how unattached you are your mother and I was like I probably think that's true because I always planned on naming my da- daughter after my mom Julie and yeah. just this weekend I was like I think I'd name my daughter Donna <laughs> <laughs> Really, honestly, said that not even thinking like, oh my, my therapist's name is Donna. D- naming a baby Donna—that's a ridiculous thing to do in 2014. But Here yeah, you go, Donna, get to sleep, Donna. Donna. <laughs> no one's naming their child Donna. Donna's hungry. That's I am yeah. more attached to her, and that's fine. I think. So you ready? You feel like you got to get this stuff worked out before you would have kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before I get a dog. I yeah. mean, I I have years to go before I get a pet that I can care for. I really can't even care for myself at this point, I don't think. I'm barely managing a relationship. And, um, yeah, I, I got into therapy because I we got this TV show on MTV, and I was like, I need to get well before success, any kind of success happens. Right. And now I have a little more time after it was canceled. Yeah. So. But was that heavy stress for you to have that show? No, it was really yeah. fun. It was actually great because I'm always on the road and that was just like very isolating and not good for my like depression and yeah. all that stuff. So it was nice to like be in a city and establish myself in an apartment and not live out of a suitcase and and be part of a project rather than off by yourself. Yes, working with rea- other people. Yeah. yeah, people don't realize like how good that is to have a team of any kind. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Until because I had you're it. out on the road, if you kill, you go back to the hotel and you're by yourself. And if you die, you go back to the room and you're by yourself. What's the difference? There's no difference yeah. and I'm 
now sober for three years, yeah. and the road is certainly different in that respect. Like, I don't go out and hang with the wait staff. You used to maybe be able to make some quick friends when right. you were drinking, but now I really go back alone and just eat in bed, and that's like my night. I recently brought an opener on the road with me, and it was amazing having a friend every night. Just to, somebody to be with. Yeah. And- it's like suddenly I was an only child and suddenly have a, I have a sibling who I can be like, aren't mom and dad weird about the club owner? You yeah. know, because you're living in this, such a weird world where things are coming at you and audiences are weird and there's hecklers. And it's just nicer to have a guy with you where you can be like, this is really fucked what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Like it is. this isn't normal. <laughs> mom and dad aren't normal. You know, it's just it's refreshing. It was like it was great. Are you and your sister close? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's got to be nice, right? It is nice. We only got close in adulthood. I think we, she, uh, she was, she was a model as a child. She was okay. very beautiful. So there we, there we go. So I, I remember at a very young age the moment it happened where I was walked into a restaurant with my family and the hostess who was this model-esque woman that I would have like loved to look like looked at my sister and then looked at my mom and said this one needs to be a model (laughs) and I was just standing there like with my buck teeth like what am I like just like peering out from behind my mom's waist like Nosferatu like what and my sister's just like has no idea has it never affected her she's two years younger Every guy in my grade wanted to date her. All of my guy friends, I was suspicious that they were only friends with me to get to my sister. It was, I had a huge complex about it growing up. And she had no, she didn't know she was pretty. Whereas I was very aware that I wasn't. <laughs> so that's, that's that, it. Yeah. That's, that's where it started. Her. Yeah. It's her <laughs> no, fault. It's all her fault. Maybe when you throw acid in her face. Yeah. <laughs> now who's the pretty one? Oh, but my parents never told her she was pretty because it was obvious, right? Yeah. But they were always being like, Nikki, you're so beautiful. And I was like a gross looking <laughs> kid, like not. And I knew I wasn't. So I was like, you're liars. <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, they never told Lauren she was beautiful because it was so obvious. But me, they needed to like lie to me constantly. And I would be like, I hate my, you know, my teeth or whatever and my mom would be like oh just be happy with what god gave you and my parents are atheists so it was like what what am i supposed to do with that like it was uh it was it was weird that is to me though i think this is you know you're doing the self-examined life you are struggling to find out who you are yeah most of us don't do that well particularly guys have you ever thought to yourself chris who am I? What am I here for? No. If, if, if the thoughts start going towards that way, I try to push them out. Yeah. 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 It's like, screw this. No. <laughs> it's too, it's too painful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a, I mean, considering as long as civilization has been here and that we still don't know, you know, I mean, your life purpose is like, come up with something that obsesses you so you don't have to think of the really big Exactly. Stories. That's what we do on this planet. Yep. Like, oh, I'm a painter, and you just paint your ass off. God. You pass out at night, you know? Yeah. You know? Just filling the gaps of time so you don't have to sit in silence and feel. Right. That's all I do is I schedule my life so I have no time to just be alone with my thoughts. It's... I, I work and stay out up until the moment I'm ready to pass out because I just don't want to be alone. I just right. can't handle it. My therapist is like, what's the worst that can happen? Are you going to kill someone? What are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm capable of. 
I don't know, Donna. I don't know, Donna. <laughs> She's 70. She's amazing. Naming my baby, <laughs> my future baby after her. <laughs> Donna, look who it is. This is Donna. Donna. Oh, Donna. Well, you know, here's the weird things about feelings since you brought it up. Yeah. We have all these feelings, and we could, you know, you categorize them, but why is it only the negative feelings that last? Like, if you take depression versus ecstasy, how long can you really stay happy? These are moments that we get. God, I've never thought about that. Yeah, but depression can just last for days. Even <sighs> malaise, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there'll be times that you'll go, this entire winter, I haven't been doing anything but eating cookies. You know what I mean? Like, just I don't know what. what it's still twenty uh, fourteen. You look at you know, you, you forget it. But any kind of good feeling doesn't last. No, you know. And I, do, I can't even appreciate it in the moment because I know that it's going to go away, and I'm yeah. trying to like savor it and remember it and trying to make it last. And it just like slips away from you and you just, yeah, it, it's so fleeting. I've, yeah, I, I, I have pretty bad depression, but I just upped my dosage of, uh, some antidepressants. This is working pretty well. What are you on? Zoloft. Mm. Yeah. It's good. But I also like don't, you expect to feel like, yeah, yeah, and like skipping around. And I'm just like, I think it's just an absence of depression. It's, I don't right. feel great. Yeah. I just don't feel like I want to die. I think any positive feeling will only last about the same length as an orgasm. Yeah. That's as long as they last. That's as long as we're allowed. You're yeah. right. And then after that, it's back into, uh, you know, whatever. What am I going to do? That's why it's always great if you find like a good book or a movie, yes. something that you could just say, all right, this isn't work, but I'm enjoying this. Or like you know? you, you, a song that you just are like, this is my song in that first like nine listens. You feel, and then the tenth, yeah. you're like, oh well, there it goes. And there's all that's so great. like again with this yeah. thing. But what's great? Who is, let the dogs out? <laughs> now I know we all let them out. But you know, we feel like to really fall in love with a band. You know, to fall in love with a band like it's the new girl in school. When you're like in high school, I don't know that yeah, I'll yeah. ever be able to do it again. Like I, I did don't in high school. Think that you can like falling in love. It's yeah. exactly the way I feel when I fall yeah. in love with a person. Right. Oh where my you're God. just obsessed for a little oh, while. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then someone brings up their name and you go, what? What did you say? You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, yes. That's the kind of thing that we have for a little while. You really do need... And then as you get into adulthood, we are like, it's embarrassing to fall in love with a band. You're just you more know? jaded. Yeah, it's just... I wouldn't wait in line to get up front for Wilco anymore. Like, right. I just don't have it in me. I'm like, I'll just go in the back. Like, I don't, I'll show up late. I just don't care. It, you just get tired. It takes so much effort to be enthusiastic. And yet, that's the best feeling that you could have. You, it, it, the weird thing about good feelings is you have to work for them. Do you have to work for bad feelings or is that just normal? You know, is it normal just to feel like things suck. You have to work to stave off bad feelings. They yeah, are like, they're definitely. just a given. Yeah, they, that is the way that the world works. And then it's up to you whether you can get out of that. And anytime I go for a walk or hang with a friend when I'm feeling depressed, it always lifts me out of it. But I turn down opportunities to do both those things countless times, even though I know it will get me out of it. It's just impossible to do. 
but I've never left him like a, a hang with a friend being like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. it, it, it feels always, better to do something. You know what I mean? Yes. Just doing something. And that's why I've been so grateful to have friends who, when they know I'm depressed and haven't left my house for a couple days or, you know, they will force themselves on me and say, we're just going to walk around the block. Just the one, one walk around the block. That's it. And then we end up walking a long time and then I'm out of it. Here's what I'm concerned about. I'm worried that what we're talking about today is the last stuff that Robin Williams is, was thinking about. Yeah. So I'm going to take your belt, and I want you to take mine. <laughs> and I want us to be okay. No more belts. More, yeah. th- that scared me. I, my therapist called me when that happened and said, see, it's not about success. Can you name anyone oh more successful than him? See? It's true. It's not about... There's no... There's no he's one of the most successful... What, top four six, most successful comedians ever. And... He wasn't happy. It's not about it. I actually said this after Robin died when we were trying to figure it out. I said, he could have went up to any house in America. White people, Mexicans, black, knocked on the door. They would answer the door. Robin Williams, come on in. Everybody would have been happy to see him. If he walked in here now, we would have stopped talking. And we would be just like, it's Robin Williams. Oh, my God. We would have dropped everything. Instant. Yeah. Celebration. Yeah, the way people looked at your little sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of immediate love. <laughs> yes. And that's not enough. That is it's not, not enough. Enough. You have to love yourself and feel full. And he just felt empty. And I feel and it's scary because I felt that way. And I and he probably staved it off for I mean, how long right. did he want to do that? Probably yeah. for for a very long time. And you think at the age he was, you wouldn't, you'd be past it at some yeah. point. But he, you, it's still, it's so it's always with you. It's like a constant fight, and it just reminds me that I have to be pretty vigilant and in not letting myself go down that path. Yeah, you got to keep the fire lit all the time. Yeah, that's life. You got to keep the fire lit. But it's, you know, after that happened, and I was like really, truly like in shock. Yeah, you know. Then I thought to myself, well, what if Neil Young? commit suicide you know what if david letterman throws himself on a you know all the i mean now now it's all off the table anything could happen you know anything could happen because how could that first one have happened right you know it's too crazy God, that I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Keep that right. in your mind. Let's spin back and forth. Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> don't do it. She's flying into buildings. You have uh, ten more years. Nikki Glaser's I don't know where Jennifer's studio. going. I really don't. Nikki yeah. will be performing at the Venetian in Las Vegas with Sarah Schaefer as part of Lipstick. That's a big deal. That's yeah. a big, big deal for you. I know. That's great. I'm excited. That's happening Saturday, September 27th at 8 p.m. Go to Venetian.com for tickets. And then Nikki will be performing at the Oriental Theater in Denver on Wednesday, October 1st at 8 p.m. That's Go to the OrientalTheater.com for tickets. And then Arlington Draft House in Arlington, Virginia, October 3rd through 5th. You know, when I first heard about this uh, lipstick thing, I thought everyone was performing together. Yeah, but I know. Wouldn't that be? It's yeah. I was like, this is like you know, the craziest bill ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like Woodstock for for chick comics, but no, you. Yeah, when I first heard the name, I was like, Bleh. yeah. And then I looked at the lineups, and I was like, oh, this is legit. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be a part of it. It's the, pretty any cool. of these people on this list are people that you looked up to at certain points of your career. Or? Oh yeah. yeah, well the first two, Jen Kirkman and Natasha Leggero, like they're you know a couple years ahead of me, and so yeah. I always that's who you look to is like who's just a step above you. And I yeah. always was looking at them like, oh my god, someday I'd like to 
be like and now per- performing on the same bill as them is really cool it is really cool but you're right it is that thing when you're a freshman and someone else is a senior yeah exactly that's, that's the people that have the real influence right oh, Lisa yeah. Lampanelli was the first MC week I ever had at Stanford and Sons in Kansas City that was exciting no and she came out and crushed I bet right oh my god so then does that kind of let you down or do you feel like I can get there or is it almost too no, much no it's too much yeah. that's why you can't look that far ahead yeah. that was that was like me combing through Victoria's Secret models. It's like, that's unattainable at that point for me. But even now watching her, it's sometimes like, oh my God. Like, I, I try not to watch too much Bill Burr because it makes right. me feel very like, how am I ever going to get there? But I remember thinking that way about someone at my level. So yeah. it, it's all possible. Do you know Lisa? Do- yeah, no, I don't know her. She was in here a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and basically talking about the same things she's changing everything in her life she's making her only focus being happy not being caught up in this stuff before she's going through this really interesting kind of transformation right now because she got all the way to that point that she wanted to get still wasn't happy yeah still wasn't happy so she's chasing happiness now it's it's that's so and I know that it doesn't make me happy, but I'm still I have to get there and discover that it doesn't before yeah. I can. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a race uh, also to just feel good about myself before I start to age noticeably as a woman in this business. It definitely affects your career. And so I just right. want to be OK when that happens. Like I want to like myself enough to be like, who cares that I got some wrinkles or, you know, like I'm letting myself go a little bit. Right now, I wouldn't be able to handle that. Right now, that would be too much for you. Yes. And I haven't started feeling the effects of being 30 yet. Not that 30 is anything to worry about, but like it's soon going to start showing itself and I just want to be able to handle it. So I'm just like kind of preparing myself. <laughs> I see it coming. So I see the funny. I see the pain that yeah. could come. You've got so much on your table. Ugh, so much. There's so much. Yeah. I need to take some things off. Chris, we need to break here. Yeah. Can you hang out for a while? Yeah. You gotta go. No, I, I don't have to go. Uh, and is is the takeover playing anymore that she's done with uh, Mike? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow when you did the takeover comedy. That's right. Yes. With, with Burbigs. You, you love him. Love. Yeah. He was one of the first guys that like helped me out and gave me advice and was just cool. I remember on Twitter when the, what what did you call the thing when all the nudity came out? The fappening. Oh, like the, the fappening. The, the, the yeah. fappening happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike had tweeted, "Don't look at this, no matter what." Blah blah blah. And then Michael Ian Black tweeted to him, "Too late." And I thought that was in the middle <laughs> of everything. That was the funniest I, part of that. I agree. I. I looked at the pictures before I knew that it was disrespectful not to. Like, I, Lena Dunham tweeted yeah. way, like, a few hours too late for yeah. me. If I would have seen her tweet before, I would have been like, oh, you're right, I'm going to respect them. But it came out, and I was like, of course I'm going to look at Like, I didn't know this was a new thing where we, like, had to respect it just photo leaks. Time. <laughs> it was just that time. Yeah, because J-Law is so beloved. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Any any other photo leak everyone was talking about it no one was like right. oh it's a br- you know uh, it obviously it's a breach of security but no one was like don't look at them and yeah. now it's like you're made out to be some kind of criminal if you looked at them yeah and it's- of course i looked at them and i looked at them again you Even know, after the Lena Dunham tweet, because I already saw them, and I needed to get a closer look. But the thing was, is that they did get pretty boring pretty quick. They weren't yeah. as exciting as you thought they were going to be. No. Yeah. And we we see these women nearly naked anyway. Yeah. 
It just wasn't. It, I mean, it's just. It's interesting for a minute. You have that ecstasy for yeah, a minute, and then it's minute. boring. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, this is going to be great. And then you're on like, next, 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 next. You know yeah. what I mean? And like a lot of it, I was going, who's this girl? I don't even know. Her. <laughs> yeah. I have to check. With but other suddenly, people. I care about. Yeah. yeah. But you heard the real dangerous thing is that there were some minors, uh, some underage girls. Oh. So you certainly don't. That boy, put, that yeah. could be really bad. Yeah. Although no one got popped for it, right? Not that. Not that I know. No. And none of the Maroney. websites have been sued. No. No, 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 no. That's what yet. I always say. Girls, if you're going to send a naked picture, send one when you were 17. Yeah. So that if he puts it anywhere, he'll go to jail. Yeah, it's true. It's, then suddenly it's a long-term jail thing, too. I mean, it's not even Yeah, like, I didn't take anyone when I was 17, yeah. though. You have any of your sister? Or that's, that's, <laughs> that's too much gas. Oh, can we run it right to the end? Or do we got a break? You got to tell me, Chris. We can run right to the end. Okay, we're going to run it right to the end. Run it! Yeah, we're running with the devil, Van Halen, but early classic. Okay. You know, classic Van Halen, not the Sammy Hagar Van Halen. Uh, Nikki uh, Glazer is in with us, and you guys did that takeover that we're playing again yeah. tomorrow night, uh, which is kind of cool, but you guys were playing other other comics and people that you dug. Yeah, well, it was Mike's list, and he just brought me in to like be there for it, right. but I agreed with the list wholeheartedly. There was no one on the list that you're like, Mike, what are you doing? Mm. This doesn't work for there me. There was some that I wasn't familiar with. I didn't really do my homework because I thought we were going to listen to the clips as we <laughs> were in the studio. No time. So he would just play them and I'd be like, yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> like, I just was really vague about some stuff. I've... So, yeah, I like I'm going to be honest. I like that you're honest even when you're not being honest. You know what I mean? That <laughs> I'm honest about do, my dishonesty. Yeah, yeah with you, you'll, you'll do the dishonest thing, but then cop to it right away. But see, that's another thing for men. It's not hard for us to lie at all. Really? Do you have any problem lying, Chris? No, it's fucking great. Yeah. No, it's first nature. Jim Florentine was in here uh, yesterday, and he was talking about when he was a kid in Catholic school, he he took a razor and cut up the wrestling mats <laughs> because they were the school was happy that they had wrestling mats. So he went and, and sliced them up oh with a razor. Oh, my God. So they caught him, and he's a young Catholic boy, and they made him swear on the Bible, and he did it. And it didn't bother him. And I'm like, that's true. Of, of That's the way boys are, you know? Yeah, that would have ruined me. <laughs> it would, right? Even as a young girl who didn't believe in God. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't lie. I know that I don't have anything on my record anymore, but I was arrested uh, like four years ago for smoking pot in the East Village. And it's off my record. And I know that. But I went to Canada and they were like, have you ever been at the border? They're like, have you ever been arrested? And I was like, no. And she was like, uh, have you been before a judge? And I was like, I've been arrested. Like I instantly. And she goes, you just told me you weren't arrested. And I was like, yeah, I lied. And she goes, don't lie to me. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And I barely got in. But I just even though I knew I thought maybe there was some Canadian hacking thing that they could find out. Right. But that, but I, yeah, I lied borders and then are terrible instantly. Things. I mean, borders are being pulled over by cops. You know, you, you're never less in power oh, than you are there. It's the worst. They yeah. really hate that you're coming there. Yeah, they despise. And they're it. not nice when you leave either. I'm like, at least be nice when I'm leaving. You're, <laughs> you were an asshole when I got in. That they, seemed to be the problem. Canada always thinks you're there to take work. 
That's what they worry about. You take it work. That's what they worry about. You could lie easily as a kid. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I would just and I would perpetuate lies. Like, yeah. Really? Oh, build it was on, great. Build on them. Yeah, like or so. One day I got caught with like a bunch of firecrackers in my in my uh, yeah. in the class, and I just lied and lied until my mom left work early to come to the school. To, to try to like get me out of it, I, I just lied my way through it, and she fucked up her job. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, wow. you just keep lying. You just, yeah, you just keep lying and lying. And lying. Yeah. Oh God, I've yeah, I I tell like little lies and I instantly caught like I, and then I, you seem like such an idiot for lying about something so stupid. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's so like the other night my boyfriend wrote me like a really nice email that was just like so heartfelt and like everything I ever wanted to hear, and I I didn't respond to it right away, but I got it and I. Read Read it and then I faked like I saw it for the first time when I was at his place because I felt bad for not responding right away. And then it came out later that I had read it before. And he goes, "Wait, I thought you read it just now." And I was like, "Oh my god, I I pretended to read it right now in front of you." And he was like, "Why would you do that? That's so weird." And I was like, "I don't know. I am weird, and I lie. I like." It's 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 a bad habit. I'm trying, but it's always like little things like that. Like who cares? But then you can't hold on to it. You once you lie to me, you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you gotta stick with the your lie. In the movie, you have to do the scene from that point on. Well, you know, I go on podcasts and then I go on stage and I talk about how I lie, and then mm-hmm. it's that's my problem. I'm too yeah, I'm too honest about lying. You've got to stop that. You I got a lot. Yeah, you got to keep a lie going. Yeah, you know. You gotta uh, uh, call your boyfriend after the show and said, "I heard from Jennifer Aniston. She really <laughs> probably wants us to go out there for a weekend and just see how long you can keep that going." Uh, he would be so mad. We've really had a lot of talks about this. He's like, "You need to stop lying to me." Really? <laughs> yeah. But you lie because you can't. I just like don't. W- well, in that case, I lied because I want him to keep sending me emails like that, and I want him to have immediate gratification. Like. Appreciation for it. Because I was on a treadmill. Because she's get off for a second, though. She can't. She's going to bring her heart rate down. It ruins everything. It ruins everything. I couldn't. But I read it and I felt it. And I then I had to go to the locker room because I was all sweaty. And so then it was an hour later, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So then I got to his place and had to pretend like I hadn't read it. What like, "Hey, this? what's up? What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh my god, crazy. babe, this is so nice!" And then he was like, "Why did you just pretend like you?" Re-? It was so embarrassing to be busted, like acting like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my god!" And he's like, "Have you faked orgasms like that?" It always becomes that. Men and I'm like, that, I don't they? even know if I have, to be honest, because yeah. sometimes I feel like I I start faking it and it leads to one. That's an interesting thing, because that's... Like, you have to encourage it a yeah. little bit. Push Jedi it ahead. Mind trick. Yeah, well, it's not just Jedi mind trick. <laughs> but you're saying, I, I'm believing in this. It's I'm like manifesting law, it. It's a law of attraction. Is yes. what it is. It's a law of attraction. But... That is something that does freak guys out. Oh, God, yeah. They'll go back and ask those questions over and over. When really, it's like, I mean, they won't get mad if you said, oh, this is really delicious dinner. You know what I mean? Like, you make them a dinner. No. You're supposed to say uh, a lie there. You're not supposed to say the absolute truth. And here's the problem. if Say he's doing something that's just not working, and I say, no, like this, he'll get kind of, like, pissy, you know? like Yeah. 
just give me a second, you know, like, or something like that. And I'm like, well, then, okay, well, either I have to fake this now, which right. I do not do. I really don't with him, but I, it will just like, you know, I'll just like ride it out. And then it's like, I wish I could fake this, but he's been very adamant. Like, if you do, like, it's a huge betrayal. So is it the thing where he would never quit until you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, see, that's, that's the And then I'm like, situation. it hurts. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Just come. Just stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But but a man can't feel like a success until um, it's like you got to take this off the list. You know. Yep. You got to ring the bell, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shelby's got a brand new girlfriend, and nice. Yeah. He's wow. half Jewish, and she's full Arabian Muslim, and he's worried that his landlord's going to find out about it. Yeah. Well, she's his daughter too. Yeah. Oh, so. whoa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we you're like sneaking around. It's yeah. Romeo and Juliet, really. But oh, I love that. It's it's kind of Romeo and Juliet, really, in a in a yeah. kind. Of, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a modern day version. In Queens. Yeah. Now he's also don't kill yourself. Now, right. He's also a kid who tells us that he don't think he he doesn't think he's attractive, and we all think that he's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, and he worries about his looks. Do you? Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't. I even you saying that. Even him. I don't believe you at Why all. Why would like, we lie? I don't know. Why would we lie? It's either that You're or calling very me ugly to my striking. Face. You so. are. You're very striking. And you and you're striking in a nineteen forties yes. movie star type of way. And now I just got another intern who looks just like Peter Laurie, the movie star from the nineteen forties. I might want to do a black and white thing here. We have to. Even though the halls got panned. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Not one of you wrote back to me about it. I was pissed about it. Our interns did an Instagram TV show that they were all proud of, but then the Miami paper just called it amateurish. I, I, I want to burn that fucking thing down. I would the like paper? to go... Yeah, the paper. It's, the really, in a, it's really, you know, cyberspace now. I don't care. Then a hacker attack. Whatever the equivalent is of burning something down on the internet. Spam them, maybe. They called your Instagram TV show yeah. amateur. Yeah, the Starring fucking nerve of these dicks. Wow. The Miami Hell can kiss my ass. Relax, Chris. Relax. This is about Shelby now and his yeah. looks. Did you hate your looks when you were younger? I, I sort of, but not, they Who? really weren't scrutinized as much as when I like got here. So now I just like catch my face in the glass. And but like, we all Ugh. say that you're attractive. You got big lips. You got beautiful eyes. You got a, just a frightening glare. Your <laughs> eyebrows are so good. Yeah. That's the first time that I'd, I'd, I think my lips are too big. To be honest, then. no, they're good. They're That's really good. That's what you want. Too big is good. Too big ellipse is what stole away Jennifer Aniston's husband. Boom. Oh, that's you true. You take the beautiful Jennifer Aniston, and you got the same lips that stole her man away. Yeah, same one. Joe Lee. I mean, she has a lot. <laughs> she has a lot more working for her. I mean, I'm not Steven Tyler, my man. Steven Tyler, same lips. Hmm. Yeah. That I just don't know it. how to work it. I guess. You don't have you to do a anything. Yeah, you got a secret girlfriend that your landlord can't find out about. Yeah. Is she know. your girlfriend officially? And uh, I mean, we like made out once. Do you love her? Oh do my you love god! Her with all your heart? Are you get How old are you, Shelby? Twenty-three. Okay. And Play she's off. fifteen. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> she's fifteen. That's the problem, area. <laughs> We're working some rough edges here. We'll smooth those out, but. That's I'm exciting. Surprised. I'm surprised cats don't come up and just start licking Did you, you. make the first move? Yeah, like we were talking, and On then the she set. sort of... Yeah, it's like, it like a swing set. 
type deal. Really? On the front porch. Oh, the, okay. And then, uh, I think she kind of leaned in, and then I was like, just just go for it. If you don't, you just go upstairs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it went well? It was a good first kiss? Yeah. It was fantastic? I, I mean... It lasted a pretty long time? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. And what? So... You've either, done it again. No, that was just that one time. She sent okay. you any selfies? Yeah. No. You haven't seen her yet, right? No. Okay. I, I, we're, we have different schedules. Oh, What's this is schedule? exciting. I don't know, different. I, it's a weird house where it's like a house, but then there's apartments in a house. So I'd, it's not like we're passing each other a lot. Oh, we'll just go out and sit in the swing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sit on that swing. God, it's been three, three hours. It's like a rocket back and forth. I'd wait for on that swing. <laughs> when did this kiss happen? This was Friday night. Oh, okay, cool. So that's really exciting. Yeah, first girl in what, a year? Yeah. Yeah. But we've known you, so we're all happy. That's great. Shooting fireworks off. <laughs> Shelby, our, our Shelby's growing up on us. Getting Aww. some. Look at you. The boy from Pittsburgh. No dating little Arab girls. Who would have thought? Did you do any like online dating before that? Were you on Tinder? I'm I don't, I'm not on Tinder, but that's I feel like I should be because it's brought up like constantly. Nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you'd be good on there. Yeah. I think it's just like a thing for guys who just want to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you want to do that, but you seem like a relationship. You seem like you want to like, have some long conversations. Yeah, on a swing. You like that, right? Deep into the night. Yeah. Get yeah, to, when I get back. It's good to know a gal. When I get back from World War One, we'll <laughs> meet you back here on the swing again. <laughs> He'll be showing her off her picture to the other guys in the platoon. <laughs> I got this young girl waiting for me back in Queens. <laughs> It'll be fantastic for you. You got to bring her in here. Yeah, bring her in. We got Arab stations, That's not going to happen. Sure, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. It's you know, big, huge, yeah. Actually, that might be a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they are playing that stuff like all the time. Like I'm leaving at like eight a.m. It's, it's my god, turn that off already. Yeah, those are fucking signals. Jeez. Yeah, she wants you to hear that, dude. Yeah, let's letting them know. You got to bring her over here for nine eleven <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> this is tune- this is some of her music. They have even more modern stuff, though, though, right? Like, they'll use this, but then it sounds like... Yeah, they'll have, like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Probably, they're probably auto-tuned, too. Yeah. This needs more, like, indistinguishable screaming sort of over Yes. That. I used to work at a Middle Eastern restaurant, and they would blare it. Yeah. And I was just like... Oh. Did you change the song? Or it's yeah. Been five hours now. <laughs> it does seem like the same song yeah. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki Glazer's in studio with us. Nikki will be performing at the Venetian in Las Vegas with Sarah Schaefer. 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 Hey, everybody, it's Sarah Schaefer. As part of Lipstick on Saturday, September 27th at 8 p.m. Go to Venetian.com for tickets. Nikki will also be performing at the Oriental Theater in Denver on Wednesday, October 1st at 8 p.m. Go to TheOrientalTheater.com for tickets. And then Arlington Draft House in Arlington, Virginia, October 3rd through the 5th. Thank you so much for being in. Oh my gosh, today. thank you for having me. It was so fun. Really, really fun too. Hope to see you back here again. Yeah. Alright, as if Russ, see you guys in here tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. You know what you've been doing? 
You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.